headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, this is The Ramsey Show. It's where we help you win in your life. We're going to help you win with your money. We want you to win in your work. We want you to win in your relationships. And we're here to coach you, encourage you along the way. The phone number is 888-825-5225, 888-825-5225. Joining me today is Rachel Cruz, the incomparable, the graceful Rachel Cruz, and she's our money expert. All the adjectives. Well, I kept it. I kept it simple. You know, Appreciate I didn't want to it. get too long in the list and make it look like flattery. And I'm Ken Coleman. I'm going to help you in the areas of work. How about more income? That bigger shovel to get through the baby steps faster. I want to help you there. So we're going to work together to help you. Phoenix, Arizona is where we go. Brandon is joining us there. Brandon, how can we help? Hey guys, thank you for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Um, I just found the baby steps and uh, the Ramsey solutions about two months ago. Um, and I have to say y'all have been a blessing. I've been listening to you guys on my podcast while I side hustle for Uber. Wow. Uh, nice. And then also um, reading Rachel's book, know yourself, know your money. And I read the baby step millionaire book by Dave in like a day. Wow. <laughs> but that's awesome. Yeah, so you're binging yeah, it so all. Really Brandon. I'm I'm going all in. It's long overdue. Um, what's driving? And, uh, yeah. I love the intensity, but what's driving it? Um, yeah, so I just um, retired as a major league baseball player after nine seasons professionally, two in the major leagues, and I've also gone through some hardships uh, just in terms of a relationship. I had an engagement fail oh. back oh, in man. 2021. Mm. Um, and then I also had basically my career just got derailed by injuries the past oh, few years. Uh, sorry about that. What position I, did you play? I've had, I'm a, I was a pitcher and I had three elbow surgeries, two oh. Tommy Johns and ulnar collateral ligament. Oh uh, my repair, gosh. Then, yeah. Oh. So, um, basically I'm transitioning. Um, I'm, I'm going to church. I'm tidying for the first time ever in my life, which is crazy. I'm just kind of ashamed of that. Just given the amount of money I made. Um, as a professional athlete, but th- that's the reason I'm calling. I'm, I know I'm long-winded, but how do you, how does someone like myself who's transitioning um, into a new career path deal with financial mistakes of my past and letting go of that shame and guilt that I feel? Um, and then also, too, I've, I've got a kind of a, I'm in a little bit of a budget situation that I could really use some advice on. All right, so real quick, I want Rachel to dive into this, but have so do you have any money at all? Because as a pitcher, you probably yeah. did well. Yeah, well, that's the thing is, like, I made, I, out of the draft, uh, I was given $300,000 signing bonus, and obviously after taxes, that's a lot less. Sure. It turned into a hundred hundred eighty-five thousand. And I was drafted in 2016. Um, and I, unfortunately for me, I didn't have parents. They're, they're still in the rat race. They are still in debt. And they didn't really, they're kind of, in terms of Rachel's book, kind of the type of parents that they didn't talk about money. Yeah. All I really saw as a kid was okay, there was so never enough. Let me uh, ask you this really quick. Did you sign a contract or was that the only money, your initial contract? Oh, yeah. Of, yeah. So, What kind yeah, of money so do you have it, right now? Okay, sorry. Um, I have twenty-eight twenty-eight thousand dollars in my Roth IRA. Okay. I have fifty thousand dollars in individual brokerage account, um, and then I have about forty-five thousand dollars in the MLB four hundred one k plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, in terms of like checking, I've got about two thousand dollars there, and then I'm working on rebuilding my emergency fund 
Um, unfortunately, I've, I've only got about a baby, baby step one of a thousand bucks. So and are I'm you baby just step. are you just Ubering? Is that the only income you're bringing in? Now? Uh, no. So I actually just got a job. I won't say the organization, but I accepted a coaching position uh, oh, cool. for a major league team in the minor leagues. When so will I'm, you start that? Yeah, so I'm on, my first paycheck comes in December 15th, but okay. unfortunately it's a drastic difference yeah. in salary and earnings compared sure. to a player. What will you make as a, as a minor uh, league coach? 40, yeah, entry-level uh, development coach. I'll make 40000 okay. $40, this okay. year, but they pay for my housing um, during the season. So okay. really, like, it's, but yeah. Do you have any debt, 60, Brandon? 000. Yeah, so right now, um, like I said, I dove in with you guys. Um, I have, I kind of was keeping up with the Joneses throughout yeah. my career, like I said, and uh, I have uh, a Tesla Model Y that mm-hmm. has an ba- uh, outstanding balance of 42000 okay. uh, I'm currently listing that on Facebook Marketplace and Auto Trader, trying okay. to sell it. Yep. Um, so I'm I'm underwater there because the value is only about sure. thirty seven, thirty eight. Okay. Um, and then uh, I have a house, which is this is the biggest thing why I'm calling. Um, the house uh, was built in 2021 with sixty thousand dollars in earnest money down. After my engagement failed, I went to the builder and asked for the earnest money back. They said no, so I had no choice but to move in. Um, and the mortgage is. $3,760 a month, uh, 3.5% interest rate. Okay. Uh, and then utilities is usually about uh, the total cost is that, of the home is that all? Um, is that all your debt is the car in the house? Car in the, car in the house. Okay. And I have like $2,000 in credit cards, but I pay my credit cards off okay. every month to yeah. zero. I've never been late with a um, payment, so... You've never been late, but you have $2,000 on it. So you're going to be paying it in full at the end of December? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, but I, your, but I your mortgage is too much. Is that what you're getting at, too? Exactly. Yeah. So, like, I'm in a situation where it wasn't and will too you much be, when I was a player. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your life has changed, so your living situation will probably change, too. Um, have you... Yeah. Where will you go for... Well, I guess you don't want to say the city, which is totally fine. Yeah, so what I would do, Brandon, honestly, if I were you, number one, you asked about the shame and the guilt earlier in the show. Here's the hard thing about money is I could tell you right now, Brandon, like I'm a mom and I'm killing it as a mom this season of life. And, but you don't, I don't have a number to that. Ken could be like, my husband game is out the roof. I'm the best husband ever in the world. There's no number to that. Not saying that. What's sad is like, what's sad is that the, is that our money and what's hard is it has a number. There's a number that follows us around. So, as much as, which is very true, that your present and your future, Brandon, can be 100% different. You, The way you're looking at money and even the stuff you're diving into content-wise is going to help that mindset shift. The The thing that sucks is like your numbers follow you, right? And I think that it's that reminder, not for it to be shameful, but to say, hey, I don't ever want to go back there again. And so let me just encourage you, Brandon, you're doing all the right things. You're selling the car. You've got a new job coming up. Uh, you know, you, I, I would, I would get rid of, I would get rid of the credit card. I'd go all the way in on this plan and just and I'd see. sell the house. If and you're sell, moving somewhere else for this organization, yeah, I would cause sell. you're going to be, I mean, right training. I don't know much about baseball, but like, you're going to not be gone. You're going to be gone a lot of the, a oh, lot yeah. of the season anyways. So Brenda, I would rent somewhere. I would rent a yeah. cheap bet one bedroom somewhere. You're going to be living somewhere else 
for months out of the year that they're going to be paying for, which is amazing. So take advantage of that. And yeah, I would I would sell this house. Again, this house was a dream when your life looked different. You were a baseball player. There was a girl in the picture and your life doesn't look that way. And so as Dr. John Zaloni talks about, what's our reality? What 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 is the reality? And grieve what has been lost because that is sad. The career change and a relationship change. But where you are now, you have to focus on this reality. And this reality is that this house, it's too much for you. It's too much. And it's become a burden. So I'd sell it. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And hey, uh, you're restarting. You've been through so many injuries. You can do this. This is The Ramsey Show. Merry Christmas, everybody, from The Ramsey Show. It's that time of year. I'm like, why haven't I said so that happy. already? I know. Someone said it earlier on the show um, in the week when yeah. I was hosting. And they said, they answered the phone, Merry Christmas. And I yeah. was like, thank you. Yeah. The uh, the uh, raspy voice you've come to know and I love know. <laughs> is uh, Rachel Cruz. We're not sure what's going on. She's working on it. She's got the lozenges working during the break. She's not I sick. I have no fever. No, it's no, fine. no mask. No, she's doing great. I'm doing but, good. But uh, you may not recognize her voice, but that's Rachel. <laughs> and were... I feel like I'm a little raspy, so we don't know what's going on. But I'm Ken Coleman. She's Rachel Cruz. This is the Ravens Show. We're here to help you win. We had a call earlier this week. I think I was on with John, and we were talking about um, someone wanted to cash out their 529 that their grandmother gave them. Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, but she wasn't doing it for school purposes. And so we were, I was telling her not to cash out her 529 because you'd be hit with income tax, 10% penalty. And I was like, but you can roll it over to a Roth IRA. Yeah. Because uh, it's been open for more than 15 years. And she was like, what? I didn't know that was possible. And I was like, it is possible. The Biden administration. I got so excited. Wow. And my voice just cracked, went out. Gone. But, and who, and I told Winston that night, who knew I was so excited about wow. Well, you 529's got to, going over to Roth IRAs. Right. Well, but. don't get too excitable on the calls today because <laughs> I feel like your voice is working hard I here. I know. I need to like... So uh, here we go. Time for question of the day brought to our, brought to you by our great friends at Neighborly. The Ramsey Show question of the day, of course, always brought to you by Neighborly. You the hub for home services. Soon you're going to have a lot of family over. That's going to make some people start to day drink. Uh, but you probably <laughs> won't have a lot of help preparing for them or cleaning up afterward. You need Molly Maids. Go to neighborly.com slash Ramsey to find and schedule a locally owned Molly Maid. By the way, who doesn't enjoy Molly Maid? You know, I think you'd be hard pressed to find somebody. <laughs> Today's question comes from Michaela in New Jersey. My husband and I don't agree with. <laughs> oh, no, Ken. I got you. My husband and I don't agree on money. I'm currently pregnant and I want to be a stay at home wife with our son. And my husband wants me to be out in the workforce. Ouch. We can't come to agreement, and I need to know what, what I, I should, should do. do. Wow. Okay. I I'm so glad. Sorry. No, it's okay. I'm glad you're here on this one because this is this is not a work question. This is a marriage question. Yes. You know, disguised as a work question. Um, so they don't agree on money, Rachel. Now she's preggers, right? And naturally wants to be a stay-at-home wife, but the husband is probably freaking out. I'm speaking on behalf of all men. We start to get controlling because we really want to provide. And he's nervous about the money. They already don't agree about money. We don't know why, but we've mm -hmm. already got tension there. And now she's like, I want to come home and be with the baby. And he's like, no. And she's saying, we can't come to agreement. What should we do? Yeah. And that's one of the problems, Ken, that we see a lot. When you don't agree on money with your spouse, it's usually not always just about the money. It's usually because there's a value system difference, right? And that's like the core, right? It's not just, oh, credit card, not. You start to un you start to really dig into these issues and you realize, well, we have different values 
and it's coming out as money issues. And that's what I'm what I'm interested in this is I'm like, there's probably a values difference. And I have, it's funny, I have different friends in our lives and some of the guys will say, no, my wife is, she's so smart. She's capable. Mm -hmm. She used to work and bring in great money. She can. And if the kids are in school all day, why doesn't she? And then I have other friends that are on the other side where they're like, no, I'd rather her be home because Mm -hmm. everything's taken care of at home. I can go make the money. Like, it's just so funny to hear these two different sides. I always of, lean the first way. You do. I'm being honest. I'm going to be transparent. Yeah. that With Stacy, you're like, yeah. Well, Stacy's got a master's degree. She's made six figures before. Yeah. And she's doing some part-time stuff now. But we got three teenagers. It's expensive. Got to buy two cars. My default is always that way. Okay. okay. And I'm always the guy, because she'll bring up, well, there's so much going on. And, yeah. And I, and I agree. She is the CEO. Sure, sure. Okay. But I go, oh, I'll help with laundry. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll tag team that stuff so that yeah, we can I'm tag team. Like, I don't. There's first of all, dinner's never on the table anyway. God love you, Stacy. That's just not how we roll. <laughs> She's so funny. I'm okay with that. Totally, it's not yes. a problem. You yes. know that I'm yes. not a caveman. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. Or not uh, out of the 1950s, you know, sitcom. Uh, but I, I understand that. I tend to go that way too because I'm always thinking, let's max out our possibilities. Right, right. And that well, comes from, and the reason I'm owning this is because I believe it comes from my own scarcity thing. Yes. Yes. What do totally. You, do you agree? Yeah, I could totally see that. And that's my thing too is, or the the value of not being home full time, right? And not saying that you feel that with Stacey, but some people could say- Well, that oh value is unquestioned. Yeah, right, right, I, I right. Equally, no, I know that's not you. I know that's yeah. not you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know, but you're right. You're making a very good point. But I'm just wondering about Michaela and her yeah. husband, like if his value is like, no, let's, it is a scarcity mentality, possibly like what you were saying, Ken. And- let's bring in as much as we possibly can because why not? And yeah. hers is, no, I want to pull back and be with the kids. Mm-hmm. So again, for me, what do you do? How do you get on the same page with that? I'd get some counseling There's and get a lot to of, the heart of where we disagree it. on money and to your point, why we disagree on money. When we get to the bottom of that, yep. these other decisions take care of themselves. Yes, yes, exactly. So it's really it's tough. I hate to hear that, especially with a baby on the way. Oh, I know. Oh, Mm. His motherly instincts kick in. Triple eight eight two five five two two five. Kyle is joining us now in Orlando, Florida. Kyle, how can we help? Hey, how you guys doing? Uh, Ken and Rachel, um, love the show. Been listening for the last couple months, and Thank uh, you. La- two weeks ago, uh, Doctor Maloney said something that kind of like triggered me and made me think for the last two weeks. Uh, I've been trying to call in. Um, I got an inheritance from my father passing away. Um, I'm 27, passed away when I was 20. Uh, so kind of saved that money. My grandmother passed away last year, so got an inheritance from her as well and kind of been accumulating this money. Um, I bought a house, and I still have in my bank account 90000 cash liquid in my high-yield savings account and 125000 in my brokerage account that me and my girlfriend, we do discuss going on trips and going away and what, what to spend money on and what, what things that we need and what we uh, can kind of hold on for. And I realized something that Dave Maloney said that I'm almost like afraid to spend money. I have like a decent amount of a nest egg over 200,000 and own a house can make the payments. And I'm almost like nervous spending money. And if, even if it's like a two or $3,000 trip, I'm like, well, how am I going to pay for this? Even though I'm sitting here, with a decent amount. So I wanted to call yeah. in, um, kind of get some insight on like, how do you kind of deal with those thoughts? Kyle, are you on a monthly budget? I am. Yeah. So everything's paid for, uh, mortgage is 1500. Um, 
I do use credit. I know that's a big thing. No, I mean, like, uh, I mean, I mean, like a a budget, meaning you have your income for the month, all of your expenses from cable subscriptions, insurance, uh, food, restaurants, groceries. You have it all listed out before the month begins. You know exactly what you're going to spend money on on every single category. Usually the answer is no. I'm very I'm very impressed if that is true. You really are on that detailed of a budget every month. What if I interviewed people yeah, that I mean, know you? Would they say you're gas tight, and, tight wad? And food tends to move around. That one tends to move around the gas and the food. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. But I kind of, but definitely like the main stuff that you run up. Yeah, like the my, yeah. My, so are I you a tight my, wad? Uh, TV, stuff like that all Kyle, Kyle, real quick, are you a tight wad? Would people say you're tight? You're uptight about money. Super frugal. Yes. Okay. Yes, they do. The reason I'm asking girl, that, Rachel, especially. I think you wrote a book called Know Yourself, Know Your Money, and I think it's really wise. I th- it's got to be from his past, yes? Yeah, I mean, your childhood can dictate a lot of this. Of why, How did you grow up, Kyle, with money? Um, so I grew up with divorced parents. Um, so my dad was an ex-cop, so he was based on a pension, so he did have a, a very strict budget. Yeah. Um, and I think I got a lot of that from him, um, just kind of knowing where every dollar is going to go. Yeah. Um, growing up, so. Kyle, uh, do you have our Every Dollar app, by chance? No, I no? haven't used the every dollar app. Okay. I have like a spreadsheet. Okay. Um, if you hold on the line, Austin's going to pick up because I want to give you every dollar premium, which will connect to your bank. And this is a budgeting app. So what I'm, why I'm saying that, Kyle, is because you, with money, you always want to be doing three things, giving, saving, and spending. All three things. And when one of those is deficient, you don't get the full freedom of what money has. And one of yours, which is spending, not mine, yours, is... <laughs> is it's deficient, Kyle. And so what a what a, a detailed budget like every dollar, I want you to do it. It's going to help give you permission to spend. And Kyle, I want you to save every month towards a $3,000 vacation. And when the money hits, when you plan it and you have that $3,000, go on the vacation. You almost have to force yourself Vacate. to spend. But a, but a budget will give you the guardrails and the guidance where it's not questioning, oh gosh, is this okay? It's permission. It's telling you it is okay. So hold on the line. Every dollar premium for you, Kyle. Thanks for the call, Kyle. This is The Ramsey Show. We'll be right back. Guys, it's no secret that the real estate market is weird right now. So go with a mortgage company you can trust to have your back. Churchill Mortgage. Churchill is Ramsey trusted because they're stable, reliable, and focused on you. At a time when a lot of companies are being bought out or going out of business, count on Churchill Mortgage to stick around. They've been doing things the right way for over 30 years, and they'll keep doing them the right way for 30 more. Get started at churchillmortgage.com. This is a paid advertisement. NMLS ID 1591. NMLSconsumeraccess.org. Equal housing lender. 1749 Mallory Lane, Suite 100. Brentwood, Tennessee 37027. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Rachel Cruz joins me in studio this hour, and we're here for you. We want to help you win with your money. We want you to help you win. We want to help you, rather, win in your professional life as well as in your relationship life. And those three areas are always tied together. We want to help you win in all those areas. If you're not winning in one of them, it's going to affect the other. So we're here to take your calls. We'd love to coach you and cheer you on 888 Okay, Baltimore, Maryland is where we're going next, and that's Brittany. Brittany, how can we help? Hi, hi, Ken. Hi, Rachel. Um, thanks for taking the call. Um, Rachel, I hope you feel better, dear. Oh, thank you um, so much, Brittany. <laughs> of course. Um, so I honestly just need a 
quite a little bit of insight here. Um, I am trying to figure out ways to either make more money and save more money. Um, I barely make $30,000 a year, and after pretty much all of my bills, I have about 10 bucks left in my name. What are you um, doing? What's your job? I I am a medical secretary for a hospital. Okay. And uh, let me ask you this. What is just, I mean, sure. in your head right now, top of the mind here, what's up the ladder look like for you? If I could just magically wave the pencil around and we bumped you up based on some skills, some experience, what would that look like? And then what would the financial payoff be? What would the new salary be? Well, targeted right now, at least a good maybe seventy thousand dollars. I'm not too greedy. I honestly just want to feel like I'm not drowning. Um, I actually took out a loan against my uh, 403B to take some IT uh, software testing classes. Okay. Um, and I'm actually finishing those up this month. Um, but still, you know, have to put myself out there and look for a job, which could also take months as well. Well, hold on a second. So uh, the mindset there has to be you're already identifying companies and positions that this certification will prepare you for, in other words, qualify you for, and you're starting to make connections yeah. now. So you have yeah. to have the mindset that I'm shaking the tree to see what opportunities could be there and maybe waiting on me. Does this does this program have a placement uh, program with it where they help um, you get placed? They, they do not. They kind of just basically help with your resume and LinkedIn profile, um, in which I am currently in the internship but haven't finished it yet, although I have already started putting my resume out Good. there just to kind of get the ball rolling. What technology work will you be qualified to do day one? Is it programming? Is it... Is it uh, Code it is actually software testing, quality assurance engineer. Okay. And is that where you said a minute ago, I didn't understand you and that's my fault. You were talking about a $70,000 salary. Is that what you've identified as, as a potential option coming out of this? Yes. Okay, yes. great. So I want to turn you over to Rachel on the budgeting side of things because I don't want you to wait. Okay to start okay. getting your money. And by the way, if you can work two or three extra jobs right now for some additional income that's going to help what Rachel's going to coach you through, I just want to push you into that. You need to take the bull by the horns okay. here and get after it. So I want you to connect. I'm going to give you a book yeah. called The Proximity Principle, okay? That's my gift. Okay. When we're done here so that you're connecting with people and it's going to walk you through tactically and practically how you begin to make connections so that opportunities come your way because that's going to be huge for you but income alone isn't going to fix this problem rachel no it's it's definitely going to have to be so much of a of a mindset shift Brittany, for you um because even talking to you you're so you're so kind and like sweet but there's a there's a part though that i'm like yes as as ken was saying grab the bull by the horns like there's kind of that aggression too that I want in yeah. you that I'm sure is there. What's your just, um, I'm curious, your your family dynamic. Are you married? Do you have kids? I am single, no children. Okay. I live in a one-bedroom apartment. Um, and honestly, I was thinking about um, moving in with my dad for maybe like a few months or a year just to kind of save up some money. Because um, like I said, I barely made 30000 and like Yeah, how old are you, Brittany? 34. 34. Okay. Um, and what's your, what's your debt? What's your car payment, credit cards, all of that? Um, whew, so, um, 
I have about 4,500 in credit cards. Um, like I said, I took out a loan for my 403B, mm-hmm. um, which is only um, maybe at like 2,100 right now. But okay. um, probably the second part of my advice meeting is that I actually did something um, really th- now that I know is stupid. Um, last year, I was going through a hard time and actually kind of short, long story short, got taken advantage of by a friend. Um, and it's something I know I shouldn't have done. I put my name down so that she could get an apartment. Uh, but I basically rented her an apartment in my name, um, because she was having trouble with her own kids and I was going through my own heartbreaks mm. and things like that. And yep. was feeling really vulnerable. Um, but long story short, she did not pay any of the rent. Oh, and it no, racked up so about a yeah, I've racked up about eleven thousand dollars in debt in my name now. So okay, uh, and is the eleven thousand uh, dollars that's that's separate than the forty five hundred credit card and twenty one hundred four hundred three? Correct. correct. Okay, perfect. Which how much you owe, how much you owe on your car? I don't. My car is paid off. Okay, that's great. Great news. Um, okay. So here's here's the good news. <laughs> the good news is, Brittany, there's a lot of upside to your income. Mm-hmm. There, right now, in this time between now with this career you have, and hopefully going forward, um, which you're getting your training and all of that, which is great. Between now and then, if I were you, Brittany, I would. You could move in with your dad if you want. There's a part of me that I'm like, you're an adult. You can do this, right? You can do this. There's a sense of dignity there that I think is really, um, which I think is really important. But I I think it's going to be an uncomfortable season, meaning the amount of hours that I would encourage you to work, Brittany, because there's not much expenses to cut. You're living on 30,000. And so, I mean, there's not, there's nothing to really cut there, right? So the income side though, to me is huge. I'm like, even if you took four nights a week, Brittany, and said, I'm going to drive Uber, you know, three of those nights, I'm going to do Instacart to like, like you, you do some extra side hustle work, which actually can bring in a good bit. I mean, some people are seeing two, $3,000 on side hustles. So even bringing that stuff in, you're going to be able to pay, I would, I would pay off your debt smallest to largest. So I'd pay off that 403B loan ASAP, uh, get that out of the way. And then the $4,500 credit card debt, I would cut up your credit cards today. I would force yourself to live on what you can. And, and, we talk about the four walls that are really important, Brittany, your food, your shelter, utilities, and transportation. And I said, I know I said earlier as, as I was talking with you that I wouldn't want to move in with your dad, but listen, if there's a season that you're like for six months for rent, all of it, like if I can cut some stuff because even my four walls are tight, you know, maybe that is an option. What is do. your rent? Um, my rent is $1,300. Could you get out of that? How quickly? Is that a month to month or you have to finish mm-hmm. out a lease? Mm-hmm. I have to finish out a lease. It is up in June, the first of June. Okay, so oh. six more months. Yeah, I, I, if that's an, I'm with Rachel on this one. I'm going to say six months from now, if you get after it, uh, I don't think you're going to have to move. I, I think this is about you going. What must be true for me to make an additional three to five hundred bucks a week? Now that's if you break it down like that, it's not as intimidating. Okay, but if you go, okay, what do I have to do? And if I get out, like you can knock that $2,100 uh, loan out very quickly. Next on the list is the $4,500 in credit cards. And honestly, the stupid tax of the $11,000 debt, that's the biggest one. You can actually do this. You've doubled your income mm-hmm. over the next six months to eight months on the technology side of things. You start networking and connecting like your life depends on it. You're going to get a good job. 
and and now it's about managing uh, the mistakes that you've made. And go, you know what? I'm not an idiot. Yeah. I've made I've made a mistake or two or three. Yeah. Big deal. And Brittany, any savings you have too, I would throw at this debt to get this moving. I think for you, Sell having too. some confidence and some quick wins for you, Brittany, is so it's possible and it's needed for you because once you're out of this debt and you have a fully funded emergency fund, you're a whole new person. Like there's a level of confidence that you're going to have in yourself knowing that you can do this hard stuff and you're going to learn from those mistakes, not going back into credit card debt, not being taken advantage of from a quote unquote friend that screwed you over. Like all of these things, Brittany, are lessons to learn and do something different the next time, which you will. So these numbers are great. I think working extra is going to be your best bet. Yeah, absolutely. This is The Ramsey Show. We'll be right back. I saw some recent financial statistics, and there was some pretty troubling news. When families were asked how long it would be before they faced financial hardship if a spouse died, nearly one-third said they'd be in trouble immediately. Another 44% said they'd be financially drained within six months. People, it does not have to be this way. Term life insurance plans are just plain cheap, and companies have made it even easier by not requiring exams in many cases. There really is no excuse to leave your family in this situation by not having life insurance. This is why I talk about Xander Insurance every day. They're committed to protecting families with the only products that I recommend, and their team keeps the entire process simple and affordable. Go to Xander.com for quick online pricing or call 800-356-4282. This has to be a priority. If your family is in this situation, you need to get this done. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. I'm joined by my colleague and friend, Rachel Cruz. Merry Christmas to you. Hope you are um, not stressing out over all the things uh, around Christmas. And it's become about getting, 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 and then the stress is around giving the thing that everybody wants to get. Just remember around this time that it is ultimately about giving and and make sure that you don't lose yourself in the in the in the music or the moment, as uh, Eminem said once famously. Did you like how I just transitioned right into a little rap from Eminem? Just Eminem, yeah. Ken Coleman, and Eminem. He would say, "Lose yourself." You know, He'd say, "Go the eight no, mile." Don't Ken. lose yourself. Nice, good reference there. Good reference. Uh, Slim Shady. Slim Shady. The, I used to be called Slim Shady. No, I didn't. <laughs> Uh, but I tell you, been a name. smoking cigarettes and listening to Eminem. Apparently, <laughs> I know, I know. We're, I know, go, we're I know. going off the going off the range. Um, little fun thing. Um, let's. I want to find out uh, next segment uh, what your one of your favorite Christmas movies is, and maybe we'll we'll do an object lesson out of it. Okay. I'm 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 taking over. I did on the last on the Rachel Cruz show the Christmas episode that comes out. We did my top five favorite Christmas movies and the money lessons to learn from them. Oh, no, this is what I want to do. That's even better. You took my yeah. horrible idea and Let's you went. Let's do it. You, Let's, that's what I want to review. And you're going to love them. I can't. Actually, it's going to be really great. I, so you're going to have to hang that? around. Next, next segment? Next yeah, hour? Next hour. So okay. you got you to gotta hang around for that. All right. Let's go to Izzy. By the way, I always, I think my name's very boring. James likes to have fun with it, with the puns. Like you were very entertaining. He does those <laughs> things. But what if my name was Izzy? I think I would be much cooler. Izzy is cool, name. and Izzy is in Boston. Izzy, how can we help you? Hi, guys. Thank you for taking my call. I love your name. Um, can I tell you that? Love your name. <laughs> Thank you very much, Ben. I like yours. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> so, that. Um, my question is, so I've obtained a uh, bachelor's degree in biology this past summer, and 
my next step is to try to get into PA school and become an emergency medicine PA. Um, but what I would like some advice with would be, is it okay to take out loans for PA school? And if not, what advice do you have for me to pursue this career path and take on as little debt as I as possible? Okay, so walk me through what you think the path looks like, maybe the next couple steps or, or years, and let's attach some money to that, meaning what it would cost for the education necessary and then maybe what you're making. Can you kind of fill me in on that? And I think I can answer the question a little yeah. better. Yeah, of course. So right now I'm, I'm on baby step two, and I have about $1,400 in credit card debt, mm-hmm. and in student loans I have about $25,000. Okay. And that's um, it? What? Yeah, that's it. I've okay. I've paid off my car is paid off, and I don't I don't have any other sort of debt. Okay, great. Um, but what the next yeah the next steps look like right now I'm I'm searching for schools and both within Massachusetts but also outside. Mm-hmm. And what will happen is is I would start applying to programs in April. Now the thing is is that most PA programs do not allow you to work while you're in school because mm-hmm. it's such a it's so rigorous. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I'm in the most competitive state and also one of the most expensive programs is in in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I were to move out of state, I would have to take on you know living expenses. But right now I live with with my mother and I only pay you know the utility bills, which is about five to $600 a month. So what will the PA program cost you then in Massachusetts? In Massachusetts right now, the programs that I'm looking at, it ranges from 115 to $130,000. And what's a, yeah. what's, what's the path? What's the salary coming right out of PA school? Coming right out of PA school, especially if I, um, I want to work in emergency medicine, which is what I do right now. I'm a nursing assistant in the okay. emergency room. Okay. So fresh out of PA school, I would probably, and if I move to Mass, you know, the salary varies from where you live sure. in the state, but I think I'd want to work in Mass. Um, it would be about 115 to $120,000. Okay. And what are you making right now in that role? Right now, that's, that's a, that's a thing. So in the emergency room, you do not get paid much as a nursing assistant. Um, I make about $15 an hour base pay. Um, so this past summer, hmm. what I've done, I love landscaping. So what I did is I opened up my little gig and um, I was able to make pretty good money. I'd pay off a good chunk of my debt, um, but I can't do that in the winter. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll continue gotcha. working. All right, let me ask you this. Yeah. I love your hustle, by the way. Love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, I have one more question, and I'm sure Rachel and I are going to weigh in here. Um, Based on your current degree that you just got, what's the best paying gig you can get with that biology degree? Yeah, so I had a feeling that you guys would ask me this question. The, the thing is, is that I haven't thought much after I obtained my biology degree because mm-hmm. my plan was always to go straight to school. Sure. And then my cousin, you know, he got me into listening to you guys and, you know, I just... I've always seen my mother kind of live paycheck to paycheck, and I just, I don't want that. And we so, don't want that either. Yeah. So you got to answer <laughs> so the question I, I for me. I never thought beyond. So you haven't yeah, looked so at you it. you haven't really looked. Okay. Yeah, which is so, fair. Totally fair. Uh, yeah, totally fair. Because you're what, 20, 22, Izzy? I'm, I'm 24. 24, okay, so Here's sorry. what I want you to think about, Izzy. I want you to think about, let's let's split the difference. 
between the 115 to 130 is what it's going to cost you for a student loan, okay? Well, let's just say mm-hmm. it's 120 for conversation. I want you, you don't have yeah. to do it right now, but I want you to reflect sometime today on how long it would take you to pay that back. And I want you to also think about if I told you to pay cash, which is what I want you to do, how long would it take you to save up? Could you save up 30 grand a year? Well, at 30 grand a year, it's four years to be able to pay cash. Yes? Yes. Or cash flow your way through it. So the question is, living with your mom, uh, you know, the cash option is best for you is you do not want that stress because even at making 115 coming out of this degree after tax, I want you to run the numbers. What is your after-tax situation? And I want you to do, it's almost like a pre-budget. And I think you're going to go, oh my gosh, I don't want to sign up for that. I'd rather be patient. And could I save 30 grand a year, okay, which gets me through, uh, gets me to four years of cash, or can I cash flow? And if it's going to cost me X amount per year, I'd love to know what that number is per year, okay? And then can I live with my mom? And I know PA school is hard. And they don't encourage working, but what is the other option? Being miserable and being in debt? Yeah, Izzy, yeah. I, I I, don't know why. It's like the people pleaser in me sometimes that I'm always like, I know our advice is not what you want to hear. So I always hesitate to be like, I'm sorry, <laughs> Izzy, what you're, what you're going to hear, you're, like, you're going to think, oh my gosh, Izzy, six months ago before her cousin told her to listen to Ramsey, but I'm so glad we got you because our advice is going to be different. Because normal normal would just say, oh, of course you got to go into debt for PA school. And of course you need to go right now. You just finished your undergrad. Of course, that's the next step. I mean, it's exactly what your mindset was. And Izzy, I can't tell you how many calls we take on the show of people that have debt, of people that took on this amount of debt. And, and the stories of even, you know, they get married, they meet someone, get married, have a baby, something yeah. is wrong. You know, they want to stay home because of, I mean, like health stuff. I mean, you life happens. And when you take on debt, you're taking on risk. So what we want to do is eliminate risk from your life because that gives you peace and it actually gives you money at the end of the day. And so the most peaceful, wisest route, Izzy, and this is what I would do if I were you, I would say, hey, I'm going to put all this on pause for three years, which means you'll be 27. We talk to 35-year-olds that want to go back to school, right? So I'm like, you're early in the game. You have the time. You have the time. And to say, I'm going to go try to find, you're smart, obviously. So I'm going to go try to find a job making 60. And I, I don't, kind of, and honestly, I don't care what it is. It may not be in the I medical fear. We're going to just go make it because Izzy, listen, and if you stay with living with your mom, I'm okay with that because yep. you're going to pay off the 26, the 26,400 that you owe your credit card debt and your student loans. You can pay that off in the first year. Keep working that job for two years save and save and save you'll have enough to cash flow that first year of pa school do your landscaping stuff in the in the summer you can make a killing on that and just and and stockpile cash and when you go through pa school you will be writing checks when you get out of pa school you're going to make a hundred and twenty thousand dollars and it's all yours is and you're starting that off at 27 years old it's unbelievable unbelievable that's gonna be the wisest pieces Ralph for you Izzy you're awesome I'm so glad you called thank you Izzy we believe in you this is the Ramsey show live from the headquarters of Ramsey solutions this is the Ramsey show it's where we help you win in your money life your work life and your relationship life the phone number to jump in on the conversation is 888-825-5225 888 825 
888-825-5225. I'm Ken Coleman, Ramsey Personality, and I'm joined by my good friend, Ramsey Personality, Rachel Cruz. We're both a little raspy today. We don't know why. We haven't been yelling at our kids, I promise. But we've got the throat coat going. I know. Are you raspy? You're not. You don't think I am? I'm about to start coughing. You're really struggling. I'm good. So, I'm good. So if she, if her voice falters, I, I just great. jump in until she's ready again. <laughs> it's uh, you know just how it works. It's so, just the weather. It's the weather. But anyway, we're excited to coach you up. We want to help you win. Jump in. 888-825-5225. Let's go to Mobile, Alabama. Chase is joining us on the line. Chase, how can we help? Well, Dave, uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you, Ken. I'm a big fan. Rachel, thank you for taking my call. You bet. Thank you for calling. What's going on? I, uh, I'm i 25, and I'm trying to get some advice on how I have a adult and proper conversation with my parents about their financial uh, situation. I planned on getting them financial peace adversity for Christmas and was hoping that I was able to talk them into just checking it out and giving it a shot because I felt like if they at least gave it a shot that they would be hooked. Um, but I wanted to do this right with good intentions and love and not make it feel like it was just their kid trying to get involved in their finances. <laughs> Have you ever talked to them about their finances before? It's a delicate topic. Me and my dad talk about finance quite a bit. We get along with it. But my mom and my dad are not on the same page. Um, they haven't been for a long time. They have separate finances, separate bank accounts. Um, they keep everything separate. And the last, I was kind of on the fence that rather to do it or not. And last night they kind of got the news that my sister's transmission on her car is about to go out and they don't have an emergency fund. So it felt kind of bad telling them that and seeing their faces when they got that news. Hmm. Is your dad, um, is he more in line with you on, on what he they is, should be doing? Yeah, he uh, he is the one who actually introduced me to y'all um, when I was a little bit younger. Uh, as as Dave would say, he's he's Davish. Yeah. He, he's been on it in the past, but he never stuck to it. And and what's your I've mom's? Kind of what's your mom's like? Mo Chase, your mom. What's her status? I, I think she feels like it's a little controlling, and I, I understood it when I was a little younger because I was so worried about you know what was you know what was going to be today i wasn't worried about next year five years down the line ten years down the line yeah and I, i'm definitely more coming around to that but i feel like she's more worried about tomorrow okay. and the end of the week yeah here's the big problem the problem is they both have different accounts and different philosophies so you gifting them fpu i mean i think it's a great thing but they they've got some serious serious marital issues around money that that i'm not sure that you can stick your nose in and even yeah. if you could or did it would make a difference so yeah Rachel, Chase, what do you think i here's what i would say if you were my friend and we were hanging out i would say one thing i've learned in life and i can save you thousands of dollars of therapy for this one you can't control people you can't and as much as you, which is what I've done of like a certain person in my life, I can conjure up some conversation and I pray the whole way there. And I think this is going to be the thing. I'm going to say the thing mm -hmm. and the light bulb's going to go off yes. and they're going to turn and it's going to be heroic and great. And I don't need the credit because their life is good. Like, like I, I conjure up this whole thing that if I just say the right thing and have the right conversation, I can help them see X, Y, and Z. And Chase, I've had to let that go completely because is your heart there to help them? Absolutely. 
but you can't control what they're going to do. And here's another thing, Chase. They're not asking. They're not coming to Chase and saying, gosh, Chase, I feel like you're just not stressed with money. What are you doing? Will you show us? So what you're doing is a little bit, which I'm fine with you gifting them FPU. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, but I think your expectations have to be very low. And Mm -hmm. the role that you play, Chase, is a, hey, I'm giving you this gift because it's helped me. I'm talking as you, Chase. And I've loved it. And if you guys want to try it out, awesome. Here it is. And you wipe off your hands and you walk away because you can't. That's not the role that you play in life for them. Yeah. And and I hate to say it. I feel like that sounds like, oh, we're going to just mm-hmm. turn our backs or something. And it's not that. It's just the reality of the yeah, relationship. That's right. So that's what I would say, Chase. Go ahead and gift them FPU. I think that's a really kind thing. Yeah. And you can say from your experience how it's helped you. But besides that, there's nothing that you're going to say, or I wouldn't put that pressure on you, that this thing you're going to say is going to change them and or they're not asking for your advice and they're they're grownups. Yep. And now I would say this, and I think Rachel's absolutely right. She is 100% right. But I would have at least one man to man with my dad because you guys seem to be in alignment he it's like he agrees with it philosophically I think his dad knows though he does but i'm saying i take the mom i know but i take one shot if this were me and my dad i would go dad i want to support you i can't do anything about this you are gonna have to lead mom you are gonna have to do something about this and i hate that you're in this situation i'll support you however right but i'm gonna tell you dad i think this has gone on too long you guys need to get on the same page and i would challenge my dad but just mm-hmm. once, yeah. just once, I'd go, Dad, this is on you, man. I know, but he's not asking. Like, that's my thing. Well, they talk about money. I think they are talking about Yeah, but in conversations, how is he coming to you with money, Chase? He, he Well, I mean, he's, you know, we're very in, into each other's, you know, he's just making sure that I'm okay with, you know, my finances. And I'm more worried about him. About and him, and yeah. I think he wants, them, he wants them to be on the same page. That's what this. I'm hearing. Um, he's made that very clear. And then that's up to him. There's just yeah. some, there's just some deep rooted like trust issues when oh, they yeah. had their own birth, yeah. their own bank yep. account. Yeah. And that is not, and yeah. I, and I would say, Chase, yeah. that's just not your arena to play in. And I here's get. another thing. I, and I would not triangle and it's sounding like a triangle situation with your dad and you triangling mm. against your mom and you don't want to be in that dynamic either. So, Oh, Chase, I, your heart is so good and your intentions are so good and I get it. And like Ken said, maybe there's one good run at it of just like, Dad, I can't sleep at night unless I say this for my own conscience. Yeah. Like, here it is. And then Chase, I wouldn't. And if your dad brings up conversations with your mom to you, I would draw a boundary there too and say, Dad, not not my problem. I'm sorry. I'm not the one to talk to you about. And I get y'all are talking money and all of that, but I would just be really careful. I just think as grown children, those boundaries, I just think that those conversations are really important because it can get tangled really quick and i don't want responsibility put on you chase or you're feeling a level of responsibility that is not yours to carry so mm-hmm. i don't know if i'm being too harsh on that but no, or I, too strict but no i i think there's a lot of wisdom there and i i don't know if the man up conversation is a good idea now that you've made me you made me almost rethink <laughs> it but what I, what I mean is, is I, here's what I think is happening. I think his yeah. dad's coming to him and he's kind of treating him like the mm-hmm. counselor. And he needs mm-hmm. to go to a real counselor. That's and right. he's coming to the son because he's like, well, my son did this and I don't have the cojones. And, and there's to do a it natural myself. connection there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, I think his dad's terrified of his mom. That, I, oh boy. It's probably a good truth. But, uh, you know, I don't know. It's tough. Good tough heart, stuff. Chase. You got a good heart. Yeah, you're a good man. This is The Ramsey Show.
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney, and one of the most common questions I get is how to get something off your chest. A deep secret you've never told anyone, or maybe something that happened to you, something you've done that you're worried about because bringing it to light will disrupt your life, anything. I say this all the time, secrets will kill you, but it's hard to know where to start when it comes to talking about scary, dark things. Therapy can be a safe, effective place to get things off your chest, to learn how to say hard things out loud, and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I've personally been blessed to have a great therapist who helps me get those heavy things off my chest. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's flexible because it's online, so you can suit it to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. It's time to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. I'm joined by Rachel Cruz. And we're here for you this hour. The phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225. Taking your questions about money, about your work and income. I need to get more income. Side hustle, starting something. Can I make a move during the baby steps? Anything related to that, we would love to help you. 888-825-5225. So it tis the season. I don't know if anybody talks that way anymore, but it's certainly Oh, tis the season. Tis the yes. season. Okay. I was afraid you were going to roll your eyes and go, there's old man Ken again. Just the toll-free yeah. call. Uh, but uh, I love yeah, That's right. Never again. <laughs> By the way, people were on Instagram going, yeah, Ken, uh, I'll call the toll-free number from my home phone. <laughs> I was like, okay, all right, point made. All right, so but I love Christmas, and as I look about the uh, lobby here at Ramsey Solutions, we've got it all decorated. Yeah, we're, I got we're in the mood. in my house. I love the Christmas music. So we need to... A- so you have a fun little Christmas money lesson. We're going to play a game. We're gonna play, we just made this up on the spot. I love this. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to... Say a money lesson, explain a money lesson, and Ken is going to try to guess the Christmas movie that that money lesson is from. And all of you on YouTube, play along. I'm going to number them, is. one through six, okay, and try to put your guesses in as well before, before. okay? So here okay. we go. Hold on, i got to get focused. These are going to be kind of short, so okay. I hope they're going to be good. Here we go. Number one, don't spend your work Christmas bonus on a pool until you actually have the money. Christmas Vacation, nice. the greatest Christmas movie of all time. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. Um, number two. Okay. Don't steal a credit card and try to check into a hotel. Home Alone. <gasps> ding, 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 wow. ding, ding. Home wow, Alone you're two. Cl- What's that? Uh, Lost in New York. Home Alone 2. Yeah, you know yeah. what? James got me on a technicality. I missed that one. <sighs> okay. <sighs> um, a stickler, folks. He's a stickler. <laughs> number three. This may be a little tough. Um... I'm trying to like just paint. The lesson is, even if there if there is no Christmas presents, a town can come together and still have happiness and joy. Boy, I'm going to go with my instinct here. If I'm wrong, James is waiting. I'm going to say it's a wonderful life. No, mm. that's a that's a good one to have a money lesson though. How the Grinch I, stole Christmas. How the good job, James. Ding, See, ding, I'll ding, be ding, honest ding. with you. Don't know that I've seen that movie, folks. Okay, the next one, uh, people would would debate if it is a Christmas movie. I'm going to say it is. I think you've given me the clue. Yeah, yeah, that's a clue, I guess, yeah. Um, if you switch houses and do VRBO, make sure it's what you expect. Do your research. 
Come on, Kenneth. Think. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give Ken about. This may be Stacy Coleman's favorite r- romantic movie. I'm gonna <laughs> go with The Holiday. Yeah! Ding 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 ding! Wow! I can't well believe it. My wife done. is gonna be very proud of me, folks. Well done. Um, okay, number five. This one's gonna be kind of hard to explain. Let me see if I can do it. Um, if there's a sign in the mall that says "For Someone Special," and you buy it, they may not want or need the gift. Does James have it? Okay, James has it. Hold on. Do you really? I don't have it. I know, anything. it's kind of broad. Oh, look, our audience even knows. You've she got knows, it. she knows. Is that is that Elf? <laughs> is it Elf? I was going to say that or Paul Blart Mall Cop. I wasn't sure elf. which one it was going to well be. Well done. Well done. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, thank number, you for okay. the clue from the audience. Number six, okay. I would not categorize as a family-friendly movie. Oh, boy. Wouldn't let my kids watch this one. It's one of Winston and I's favorites, though. We think it's so funny. Um, if you lie to... Here's the lesson. Don't lie to your family about not visiting them on vacation and favorite. saying that you're going to go on yeah. vacation. Um, this is going to be a Christmas. hot take, an unpopular take, but it has now become my favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> it has gone above National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It is Four Christmases. Four Christmases. I am a Vince Vaughn fan. Ken. And I, I got to uh, do a sound effect. I, I'm probably going to get in trouble for this, but I got to do it. That's where they're going to inoculate the kids in Burma. And he makes up Burmese <laughs> in the bedroom while they're packing. It cracks me it up. It is the funniest movie. That and one last one. Okay. Swaddle that baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Christmas oh. service is oh. just too much. And, he's, and, he's, and then Graham Graham. But I'm going to stop there. Graham Graham. Graham Betty White. Graham. No, that's not Betty no, White. No, it's not Betty White. Oh, my gosh. You're right. Sorry. Yeah. Nope. It's true, though. You, but, you know, they she, make a very good point. You can't spell lies without family. I mean, Four Christmases, if you've not seen it, adults. I think it is an instant classic. It is so funny. Yeah, we okay, watch it every But year. It's a Wonderful Life is one of my favorite movies. And Mr. Bailey, I didn't even, I didn't think of that one to yep. do a money, but that's a great money. And I'll throw it, well, but see, this is a part of the newest uh, episode of the Rachel Cruz Show. So we're having a little fun with this, but you actually do a, a deep dive on this, yes? Yes, yeah. We Can do I a, mention a movie for next year? Yeah. To go along with It's yeah. a Wonderful Life? Miracle on 34th Street. Yes, I haven't seen these, that in years. I know, and these are classics. Now, would you do the black and white version, the original The original, original. Okay. yeah, because it's really sweet. There's a yeah. great, great character lessons in that. James, do you have... So and I, Can I also throw another movie out for okay. next year? Yes. I think it's a Christmas movie. I'm pretty Die sure the hard. booth and the audience. You, you, you jumped ahead. Would it kill you to wait? Would it kill you to not interrupt me? I was setting it up. I think Die Hard's a Christmas movie. That's what I think. You think it is? Austin says yes. James no. says the collective booth says yes. All I, I dudes, because you're all dudes. All the women. No, it happened at Christmas. It was a Christmas party. It's not a Christmas movie. Well, I guess right. it's like the holiday. People would argue: is it a Christmas movie or not? All right, but there you go. A couple good. Things lots there. of lessons to learn. God, it's a wonderful right, life. I now let me it. turn this to real money stuff for people. Yes. What do you know from the data? And you've been coaching people for a long time. What are the biggest causes of Christmas mistakes, money mistakes? Oh, what would you say? Gosh. Obviously, overspending. Yeah, for sure. Twenty-five percent of Americans are still paying for last Christmas. What? Yep. An article came out. Yep, last oh, week boy. from Wallet Hub. Uh, yeah, a quarter of Americans. I mean, it's unbelievable that they're still. Do you think that we as Americans spend too yes. much per capita? What I mean by that is per household. Um, like within yeah. reason. Well, I your mean, your budget's na- different than everybody yeah, else's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think naturally right? people are overspending. So here's a, so I did an interview today. You would love this, Ken. They're they're, they're writing an article comparing 1950s Christmas. Yeah. 
to today. And what do they see? And well, they were interviewing me about today, so I didn't get all the right. historical facts. But you're a history buff. I feel wow, like you could go yeah. back in those days. But but we were talking about and like the expectation of lifestyle in general. Yeah. From for sure the 50s, even the 80s, average square foot of a home. Yep. You know the cars. I mean everything about it. Just our natural baseline right. of lifestyle is high. And that bleeds over for yeah, sure I know. into the Christmas season. And well, so it's, it is, it's this expectation and it's the buy-in, I think too, because this gets me, it's the stuff you don't plan, right? Like we do a budget and we plan out, hey, here's how, here's how much we're going to spend on Christmas. And then, you know, a, you know, it's a, a party comes up. This happened to me last week and it's a bunch of girls I know yeah. and it's a favorite things party. I'm like, well, I want to go, mm-hmm. but you got to bring two items. I mean, they're 20 bucks each. So it's right. like 40 bucks. That's 40 bucks that... You know, we didn't plan exactly. I had, to go, and- I had to run out the other night for Josie. She's like, Dad, tomorrow I've got my secret Santa at school, and I got to get this, 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 and this. And I'm going, what are, you, what are we talking about? Yeah. Get her an apple. That's what they <laughs> did in the fun. 50s. I'm kidding. I didn't say that. I wanted to. I know. To. I know. I wanted to. I remember. You probably don't remember this, but some of you are old enough to remember when the Tickle Me Elmo first came oh, out. Oh, I do remember it. Yes. And people were punching each other. Do you remember and those videos? wrestling. Yes. Like jumping off the third, you know, like a WWE move over this gift that your kid doesn't even know about. I mean, it's wild. It, I mean, that's what's crazy. And I do miss a little bit of that hectic shopping. I feel like there were always news stories the Furby was it one year? Like I feel like we had all these like toys, and you'd watch the news and watch all these crazy people. I don't know. Go crazy over a toy. So yeah, I do think it's I think it's not being able to plan well because you're trying to do everything, and when stuff comes up, you just add on, and or not having the margin but continuing to live yep. how you want to live. And there's a point that we have to be grownups to say, I know, I just can't do that, you know. I and know. it's hard to say no to ourselves, but oh my goodness, it is. I, tough. I think, and here's the other thing. Look. This this whole holiday is supposed to be about what you give, not mm-hmm. what you get. Yeah. And if we're giving different things, you know, like we, we could fix the whole thing by changing everything to all you can buy is one ugly Christmas sweater for everybody you know. <laughs> and then it becomes more about the fun of just that. Right. But right. we've made it about stuff, and I don't know that we're ever going to get it back. But yeah. hang in there. Please don't make any crazy money decisions. It's going to be okay. And don't be like those people that Rachel's talking about that are still paying for last year's Christmas. Oh, that gives me heartburn. Just cousin Eddie. Where are the Tums? Where's the eggnog? <laughs> Fell in a well. Eyes went crossed. Kick by a mule. mule. Go back. Go. There it is. Oh, I'd hold off on that. She's got a little lip fungus we haven't identified yet. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. I'm joined by Rachel Cruz, and we're here to help you win in your money and in your work life. By the way, if you're enjoying the show, no matter how long you've been listening to the show, one of the things that we would love for you to do, if we're adding value to you in any way, we'd love for you to share the show. Uh, Subscribe, leave a great review, share it with a friend. That all helps us get out there. You know how those algorithms work. I don't, but uh, they're out there. And so all of that helps us get in front of people who may be struggling, certainly this time of year as we head into the Christmas season a little bit strapped financially, maybe heading into the new year and wanting to uh, break free of all that debt and uh, get a good start. We'd love to help. So uh, please let people know. 888-825-5225. Let's stay right here in our uh, the back of the uh, woods, if you will. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, in our neck of the woods, there it is. I don't Nashville. Know. Nashville, Tennessee is where Kate joins us. Kate, how can we help? Hi, Kate. 
Hello. How are you? You're on with Ken and Rachel. What's going on? Um, I was recommended to check out the or to call into the radio show to get some advice about uh, my husband and my financial situation. Um, it's more on my end. Um, I, you know, moved out on my own two years ago. We just got married a couple months ago, and I've just been struggling to find consistent work. Um, that, you know, that pays enough to the point where I've been on and off unemployed over the past nine months. And obviously unemployment brings on debt and I'm trying to figure out how to work with that while still being unemployed. Okay. So what kind of debt have you accumulated? Um, I have some credit card, um, and just some medical and other general debt. Okay. And what kind of work would you love to be doing if we could just make it happen for you today? What, what would that be, and what would that income look like, realistically? Um, well, ideally, I would say farming. Um, realistically, I went through a, a course for data analytics almost four years ago and have not been able to find a job in that yet. Okay. So, hey, can, I, can I ask a question? What's causing all the unemployment for you? You said I'm, I'm having a hard time keeping a job. Um. Some of it has been living on my own due to the rising costs. I've had to look for other jobs just to stay afloat. Um, I recently was diagnosed with a thyroid illness and realized that's part of what's made me be unemployed is I have difficulty getting out of bed in the morning and showing up to work. Hmm. Okay. Now, you said that you've kind of moved on from thing to thing. Is that what I took from that answer? Because you were trying to make more money, so you're job hopping? Yes. But you're not hopping from something to something. You're just leaving something, then trying to find something else, sounds like. Well, I have been moving from one job to the other when I've been able to. Okay. Um, but sometimes I've been let go due to the illness gotcha. and had to find a job from being unemployed. Okay. So let's just hone in what we need to do right now to get some income for you. Now that you've got the thyroid uh, condition uh diagnosed and i'm assuming you're getting some doctor's care on this and do can we presume mm. that you're going to be getting better and that energy issue is going to be taking care of itself is that true that's what i'm hoping for okay so we don't know so the issue is would you be better served doing uh maybe a remote job work from home where it's it's kind of that is the thing they're expecting is that a better fit for you uh, that's what I've been trying to find for almost four years now. Well, sweetheart, let me just tell you something. And I want to say this as kind as I can. Uh, you're in Nashville, and this is one of the hottest job markets in the country. When you look at states and their states' economies, and we look at the general economy, there are a lot of jobs out there. And and mm -hmm. if you can't find something, um, there is something going on with the way you're looking or mm -hmm. the way that you are actually applying and getting into the situation because you should be able to find something right now with all the online freelance work that's out there where you can even be a money. personal assistant yeah. a, bi um, a virtual assistant kate yeah you know you could pick up two two clients and do that what's your husband doing you said you've been married a few months what's his status um he is a full-time student he's about to start his final semester um to graduate with a bachelor's in business administration so he's not working. Um, he works part-time, but very limited part-time because he is a senior. So you guys are broke and barely making it by. Basically. Okay. Yeah, Kate, I think the, the, the 
part of the formula that I think just has to be the one part you really focus on is this income side, Kate. And like Ken said, there's a lot of jobs that you can do um, from home. It's either going to have to be that or your husband is going to have to say, hey, I can't go to school right now because my family doesn't have money. My wife is sick and can't work. And I can't, I, I'm, I don't care if it's my, I'm a senior. I have to pay my light bill and my rent and my mortgage. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there's a level of adult choices here that are not fun, but that have to happen to survive in our world today. And I'm not talking about the luxuries of life. I'm talking about, okay, you guys got to pay bills. I mean, to keep the lights on and the, and the rent paid. And yeah. so he may have to stop school. I mean, he may have to pause, Kate. Like that's how, that's how like urgent I want you guys to feel unless you can find something, which I have confidence you can, but it's that urgency. You looking for four years and him staying in school full time, working part time. That just that doesn't that doesn't yeah. happen. You can't do that. Does that make sense? I don't know if to clarify with the four years. Um, I was looking for my specific ideal role. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, Which is what four years. I have been working since then, but it's been the lower income, unable to get decent savings kind of jobs. Okay. okay. Well, but. Wait a second. You can. Okay. So the ideal job is in farming, and I get that. And I think when you're getting healthy, we want to get you on a path to that. But Rachel's right. Your hubs has got to be working two jobs. He doesn't have a thyroid condition. And the degree, can we can get back to that degree. It will be there. He doesn't even need the degree. Honestly, a business degree doesn't guarantee anything. I, I, don't, I don't want to kind of pour salt in a wound here. But Rachel's 100% correct. He's working two jobs, maybe three jobs, to get you guys in the income where it needs to be to pay off the debt. Weekends, get Saturdays, the emergency Sundays, funds. Yeah, full he's, time. He's working nonstop. And I will tell you, you need to be looking at customer service roles until this thyroid thing gets under control. I think it's very hard for you to go to a Walmart or a Target or someplace like that when you've got this physical condition that is, is obviously sapping your energy and, and untold other issues. Here's the point. You can be working online, tutoring. Uh, customer center, uh, customer care. Those jobs are data everywhere. input, data, data input. Entry. I mean, like anything. Yes, anything. Kate, even if you're bringing in twenty five thousand a year, that's yeah. something. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, there there needs to be. It's what the two of you can do. Not yep. this is not on you. Yeah, this is not on you fully. Yeah. So he okay. need. So yeah, you both. I think. How old are you guys? I'm twenty five, and he's twenty three. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, this is. Um, By the way, Kate, one of the questions you need to ask is, will you help me? It's a question that we don't want to ask, right? Mm-hmm. You know point. people. You guys, you're young. You've come from a network, a connection to families in the Nashville area. You've just got to go, hey, I, this is where I'm at. I've got a thyroid condition. It's now diagnosed. I'm getting treatment, but this is where we are. Hubs is in school. We need to make money. We'll do anything. And you've got to start putting the word out. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is not applying online and just hoping your resume makes it through the the matrix. This is you talking to people, posting on social media, go, hey, I'm looking for X amount of hours. Yep. This is what I, I mean. Raise you your have, hand yeah, out there. Yeah. You, you got to raise your hand is a great way of saying that. Kate, you got to get after it. Which takes humility, right? I'm like, to your point, we hate it's doing hard it to sometimes. Help. Yeah. But you guys are in that situation um, where you need it. Because how much is your rent a month, Kate? Um, it's seven hundred, so it's not that much. Okay, yeah, and it's and a then, lot when you're broke and you guys aren't bringing yeah, anything. Yeah, and in. then you got food. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's all of this. So, uh, yeah, any amount of money, Kate, to get you guys in a stable place. But that's probably going to mean him make working Saturdays and Sundays 
at nights. I'm like, that's and 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 and, and bartend, be a waiter, like find hey, like the places you that this. you make some good money too. I hope your husband watches this. Having watched them too. Hey, Hubs, listen to me. You could come to my neighborhood in Franklin and and say, I'll put your lights up, your Christmas lights outdoor for two hundred bucks. I'll pay you so fast your head will spin. <laughs> I don't want to do it. That's right. But there's there's something Stuff to be done out right there. now. That's right. That's right. So this is we are urgent because we must provide. And then it'll cycle out. Thank you, Kate. This is the Ramsey Show. All right, let's cut to the chase. It's easy to get discouraged about crazy house prices and interest rates. But when you have the right real estate agent to help you buy and sell the right way, you'll have confidence to make smart decisions. Ramsey trusted agents aren't just experts who guide you through buying or selling. They're someone you can trust to have your back from the first call to closing day. Find a Ramsey trusted agent near you at RamseySolutions.com slash agent. RamseySolutions.com slash agent. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show, where we help you win in your life, your money, your work, and your relationships. I'm Ken Coleman. Rachel Cruz joins me. And we're in the Christmas spirit, so Merry Christmas. Uh, we, we had fun. That was a little fun uh, exercise, the game that we played. That oh, was earlier, really yes, fun. our Christmas I, movie I enjoyed trivia. That. Christmas movie trivia. Between you and James. Yeah. All yeah, spot on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, back to the phones we go. Brian is now joining us in Danbury, Connecticut. Brian, how can we help? Hey all, uh, thanks for taking the call. Um, so my uh, family is expanding, thankfully. Uh, uh, we are uh, in the process, uh, we purchased a new home, we're in the process of, of moving to that home. Um, we're in the fortunate situation where we didn't have to sell our existing home in order to, to purchase the new home. Okay. And so now we're, we're sort of left with a question of what to do, you know, whether we should sell it, whether we should rent it out. Um, we did buy the home pre-COVID, um, and we bought in an area where uh, a lot of uh, New Yorkers have moved to. So uh, uh, our property value um, has, has increased, thankfully, because of that. So, uh, yeah, that's that's sort of where we are. We're just uh, wondering what to do with the home. Okay, how much do you owe on that home, the old home? Um, so the mortgage we have on the home outstanding is about five sixty. Five sixty, and how much would it sell for? Um, we've been told it could sell around one point two, one point three. Amazing. Okay, and how much is yeah. the new house? How much of a mortgage did you take out for that? New house, the mortgage is six eighty. Six eighty. Okay, so if my math serves me correctly, Brian, you could sell your house, your old house, current house, and pay off the new house, correct? <laughs> Something like that. That's that's the dream. Now why are you chuckling? Why Where'd you the not chuckle do come that? from? Why? Why? So I guess you know. Uh, I guess two things. Number one, uh, you know, we we are changing, uh, moving towns, and we're sort of uh, there's a little bit of emotional attachment, I'll say, to the to the existing house. Um, you know, like uh, visions of moving back and and doing something with a property or, or something. Um, but also just a question of what's the right investment. You know, does it does it make sense to hold on to it as a rental uh, or does it make sense to to just sell it how far away are you moving from it 
It's about an hour. It's, you know, not too far. And how much do you guys make a year, Brian? Uh, my wife and I are both are both in tech, so uh, we we gross around three forty a year. Nice. Do you want to be long distance landlord? Because an hour is still like an hour is just at the point of a pain in the you know what. <laughs> and you know? can I add this, Brian? That and you guys said you have an emotional attachment to the house. Some family's going to move in there yeah. with a dog and three kids. Oh boy! And you're yeah. going to be like, Ugh, speaking this of emotions, isn't. and you're not going to want to move back mm. into that place. I mean, I mean, honestly, mm. to move back in after it's three or four point. other families have lived Ooh. there, yeah. it just, oh, yeah. it oh, okay, it this is the great. romanticism of it leaves. I love this. What's your favorite? Of, what's the favorite <laughs> part of the house? What give us an emotional <laughs> attachment? It's, it's, I don't know how to, I mean, we're in the Christmas season. The best I can probably describe it is it's just like a nice, cozy house and a great neighborhood. You know, end of the cul-de-sac, like, it's just And a, worth $1.3 million. Yeah, there's that. I know, I know. Mm-hmm. The, no, other, I, the other bit, I don't know if it's helpful, is our mortgage, you know, part of it, I guess, is we, because we bought pre-COVID um, and mortgage, mortgage rate was like 3%, um, you know the the mortgage monthly we're paying. You know with insurance, yeah. taxes, and honestly, Brian, that, right, like that doesn't yeah that doesn't really factor majorly into my into my thought process because for you okay. guys, uh, do you have any other debt? Do you owe stuff on your cars, credit cards? No, no, no. Okay, Brian. Ah, listen, here's where I here's where I would say to keep it. If you if you called in, Brian, and you're like, we're making a million a year, I'd say, you know what? Pay off your, yeah. you guys live on nothing, pay off that house, pay off the other one, yeah. keep it as a rental yeah. because it's yours and you own it outright in three years, whatever, whatever, whatever. But this keeps you, I mean, 560000 on one, 680 on the other. Oof. It's keeping you guys in debt. And so when it, when debt comes into yeah. play, there's a lot of this that's just, it, it, I don't know, it just adds on it to me more stress and the idea of, Oh, it's just passive income. The renters will pay. They'll pay them more. Like all of that that people believe about rentals is just not true. There's more of a headache. Now, if it's all paid for and you can take on the risk of something, that's something else. All right. Now, I just had a thought, Rachel. Yeah. And I don't think this changes anything, but I got to ask, Brian, I mean, Danbury, Connecticut, pretty historic place, as I recall. I've never been there, but pretty historic. I'm guessing pretty high income. Okay. What would the rent- Nice New England towns, that sort of thing. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually want to go sometime, but- how, what would you say the rent is, the market? Do you know what the market rent is, what you could get for your house? Um, we've been told because the market is so constricted right now that we could get around 5500 6000 a month. And what's it, what's the mortgage on it? Like 3300 a month. That's what taxes is. Right. It's not changing my opinion. I just wonder if it changes my co-host's opinion on that. That's interesting. You're doubling up now. Now you still got the pain, and it's yeah. an hour away. And the, oh, okay, I, I have another question. You said the hope is we return. What? When would that be? When would you return if that was even an option? I mean, we talk. I know it'd be like you know five, ten year time. Oh, okay. That that sort of time. All right. I just wonder, Rachel, does that know, change your mind I at mean, all? Honestly, Brian, it doesn't. And I okay, know people are going to go on YouTube like Rachel. The are y'all are you're crazy? <laughs> because here's what I think, Brian. And I'm usually a glass half full kind of person. But I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, what if in 18 months, 24 months, who like what if 
something happens to the market? What if one of you loses your job? What like Without question. like this thing that is supposed to be so mm. great and in a perfect world it's great. Where Brian in a perfect world you could sell it bank two hundred and twenty thousand yeah. dollars. That's what I'm doing every day of the week. And by the way, putting that yes. half that you know maxing out retirement, putting yep. some of that in a Vanguard account, letting it grow, mm-hmm. going on vacation mm-hmm. on just the interest. I mean, like you know what I'm saying? Like your life. I agree with you. It's all of it. I so agree with you. I would sell I'd it, take Brian. The cash. And I get that it's a really sentimental. Like I get that. There's, Make some videos before you leave. Yeah, and can I tell you this, Brian? <laughs> Have y'all moved into the new house yet? Uh, not, not okay. yet, no. And is it an upgrade of a house, would you say? Like, it's nicer it, and... It's, it's a little nicer. It's importantly just more space because the family's growing. So okay. that's, that's the principal like reason why we're... Okay, so do you, like, love the new house, though? Are you excited about it? Yeah, no, yeah. It's, a, it's a great... I okay. mean, wife and I are sort of the people that are uh, really sticklers about about things. And yep. this, this house, check the, okay. check the box. And I'm only saying that, Brian, because my husband and I, when we built and moved in in 19, 2019, our house, we had only lived in one other house. It had been about 11 years. Mm. I brought all three kids home mm. from the hospital in this house. It's big. It's right when Winston and I moved as a married couple. We had spent a decade of you know and all of it and i cried mm-hmm. and i took pictures mm-hmm. of every bed i mean all of it and i just told Winston, i was like i'm just i'm so sad i am so i'm so sad but yet we're building this home that we're so excited about but i'm so sad i'm so sad yeah brian can i tell you this this is not an exaggeration we moved in two to three days later i had to go back to the house because we forgot something in the garage i had to pick up and I walked in the kitchen and I was like, I want, my, I want to go back to my new house. Oh, oh I, there it is. I flipped a switch. And, and yeah. again, and, and you may not, but I'm telling you, when you make the change, yeah. the glamour and the, and I understand the sentimental factor, but it, it seems just to, I don't know, for me, it, it, it'll always be special, but it's not a reason I would keep it I, for $560,000 of debt. I think you're so right. I'm with Rachel. Take the cash. Keep the memories. Oh. And go and live, yeah. run off into the sunset with two hundred twenty thousand dollars in cash after a paid-for home, Brian. And then think about this: y'all's whole yeah. income oh, is yours. Huge income. And your three thousand dollar rent's not even going to be a th- like or yeah. six thousand dollar. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's just so and much. Now that to brand do. new house or that new house for you guys is a massive investment that's paid for in Connecticut. Right. Yeah. Ay ay ay! I like it at Connecticut real estate, by the way. Oh, I can't only imagine. Ever been to Connecticut? She doesn't know. No, I was going to say Boston, but that's Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll show her the map. Don't go anywhere. More coming. This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, this is The Ramsey Show. It's where we help you win in your life, specifically winning with your money, winning in your work, and winning in your relationships. The phone number to jump in, we'd love to coach you today, is 888 225. Rachel Cruz joins me. I'm Ken Coleman, and we are thrilled to be here to coach you, guide you. We want you to win. So let's get to the phones. Susie is up in Seattle, Washington, one of my favorite cities. Uh, you were just out there recently. I was, yes. Little T Swift? A little T Swift action this summer. Fantastic. Love Seattle. That's where Susie is. Susie, how can we help? Um, well, first of all, thank you, Ken and Rachel, for taking my call. Ken, you're the perfect guy for this question. Um, after 33 years, uh, the corporate headquarters where I um, work is moving uh, out of state. And um, my question is about how 
I go through this transitionary process where they are, you know, we, we kind of have an end date that's big and, and, and how I go about interviewing and what do I share with my current boss about what I'm doing? Mm. I mean, obviously I, I'm not going to stay. They know that. Um, and, and it's just a, a weird kind of ethical thing I have going on in my heart. Yeah. Well, you're a very, very, very upstanding, high integrity person because of even asking this question. But I would tell you, this may shock you, I wouldn't tell them anything. Now, what I mean by that is, I tell people all the time, don't cheat on your current job. So if you're going for job interviews and you got personal time or your lunch hour, you use that. You know what I mean? Don't, you know, you're not going on job interviews when you're supposed to be in the office. Mm-hmm. So I want to be very clear mm-hmm. about that. But they know you're leaving. You already told us that. They know why you're leaving. Company's relocating. And my guess is you're a you're a uh, an employee with high standing. Is that true with your leader? Correct. Yeah. I'm 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 just a person that kind of wears my emotions on my sleeve. I'm the cheerleader. Get that. And for the the but couple of us that are looking for other jobs, I'm I'm kind of like trying to encourage them at the same time. And do it. so do all that. It's a weird line. No, it's I mean, um, I understand what you're saying, but I'm trying to tell you there is no line here. It's not unethical for you to look for a new job when they've told you your job is essentially ending and they know you're not going to relocate. So it would be, in my mind, the issue is not, is it ethical? It would be nonsensical for you not to apply Mm -hmm. for a job and to go do interviews. Does that make sense? Yes. All right, then. So you don't have to tell them anything. And don't lie. I mean, right. Like if they ask you point blank, be honest. Of course. But but, but my point is is that if you're going to do a job interview and you got a lunch hour, then, then instead of taking normal lunch hour, then, then, then go do your job interview and you take that hour and you're a good steward of what you're supposed to be doing now. You don't do anything wrong. Now, to Rachel's point, if they go, hey, are you looking for jobs? Go, yeah. Which, by the way, they're probably going to ask you because they know you're not staying with them anyway. So none of this is a secret. Therefore, you don't have to act secretive, but you also don't have to walk around going, hey, I uh, interviewed the other day. Like, <laughs> let's just go about our business. Like, it'd be like, it'd be like me telling Rachel, like, Hey, you know, she knows I probably have to go to the doctor every once in a while, but I don't go, hey, I went to the doctor today. I got a case of gout. She doesn't care. She doesn't want to know. I don't have a case of gout, but just saying. I don't even know if I know what that is. It's an overshare. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, you don't need to share this because you're not doing anything wrong. Does that make sense? Yes. The other nuance here is that they're having a very hard time finding people in the new state. And they have, in, in the other departments that have already transitioned, they offer them to stay longer. And and up until this last month, I've been pretty clear that I was willing to stay longer, but my heart has kind of changed because, um, partly because of your show, I am uh, encouraged about the job market. I know there is something better yes. for me out there, and I'm excited about that. And mm. because of the Ramsey plan, I, ha- I have total financial peace. Yep. I am not concerned at all about that, and I'm ready to move on. And so... I'm also kind of worried about that transition when they ask me to stay if I if I don't or if I... Um, well, here's the deal. You're right, though. It's on paper that they're letting me go on this That's season. right. And here's the deal. You're such a nice yeah. person. You're probably a bit of a people pleaser, and you're probably wrestling with some guilt, but you have not done anything wrong. See, we use the word guilt. We apply guilt to Feeling something that is, yeah. that is I've done wrong, you know? <laughs> And, and so you've not done anything wrong, and I think you're just very open and clear. And if they ask you to stay a little longer, you go, well, I don't think I'm going to. 
And that doesn't make you a bad person, and it doesn't make you ungrateful. I think that's what you're wrestling with. Yeah, and Susie, they're, you know, even when you said, oh my gosh, they're having a hard time finding people in this other state, if they have trouble, what, that's not your responsibility. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there's a point that they've made this decision as a company, and now that decision is not sitting well with you because of you're not going to move. And so naturally, your heart has moved on. Do you know, like, that's... It's a reasonable yeah. line of thinking. You're not like out of the blue, this crazy person. I mean, it, it that all makes sense. So just just know that too. Yeah, Susie, you're you're a great lady, and there's great things ahead. And I would be moving forward on everything that you want in the Thanks. next season of your life. No guilt. Thank you so much. Yeah, you bet. Appreciate that. What a sweet lady. I love that. Yeah. So and fun. just as a little tack on to what she said, she said because of the Ramsey plan, I'm able to do this. And that's a beautiful thing, Ken, that we talk about a lot. When you put yourself in a position financially, you guys, and the Ramsey plan is you're out of debt, you have money saved in the bank, you're living intentionally, you have options. Mm -hmm. So like, even if Susie's company came in and said, you're laid off, Susie probably would say, okay, because I don't have debt and I have three to six months of expenses in the bank and yeah. I'll just look for a new job. That's really sad. I've been with them for a long time, but yeah. I'm going to just, you know, even if this decision was forced upon her, it still has a level of peace because yeah. things are taken care of. And so there's wisdom in that, you guys. But even on the front end, she can proactively now say, I don't want to go with where my job is going. And she's thinking about something else. Now I can think about something else. And and even if you don't have something for a month or two, like it's okay, you know? So yeah. it's, I, it's a very good point. The financial freedom that Susie has gives her the professional freedom right now yeah. when this change has been forced on her. And now she's like... I, I kind of want to do something else. It, it kind of reminds me of that scene from uh, Jerry Maguire. Have you seen it? Yes. You know, he Great finally movie. leaves. Yes. And he's thinking he's got the world, you know, and, and he's in the car and he just rolls the windows down and he's singing Tom Petty's I'm free yeah. and he's letting it go. And that's a guy, you know, in that situation is going, look, I, I, I'm doing my thing. I'm doing what I want to, what I want to do. And in this case, Susie, I think that might be the play. Might be a little chilly in Seattle, but maybe we, uh, Crank up the Tom Petty on the drive home tonight. <laughs> and just enjoy. She's financially free, enjoy which means freedom. she's free to do what she wants. And by the way, that's what everybody's longing for is freedom. Yep. That autonomy over your life where yep. you have a say. I know George Campbell and I were talking this morning on my show, and uh, we are filming a segment for his new book, Breaking Free from Broke. If y'all have yeah. not pre-ordered that, make yeah, sure to pre-order. You get some free goodies and stuff with the pre-order. So check that out at RamseySolutions.com slash store but we're talking about how you know you go through high school and college and then you're out on your own out of your parents telling you what to do and then you all of a sudden look in a system that's telling you what to do the financial system or you're looking to the government whatever telling you what and it's and i'm telling you it's like when you break free from all of those quote-unquote systems you have the ability to have a say over your life yeah. in so many ways in your career and in your money so that freedom is is massive I'll tell you what i am fighting the freedom to do is to sing that last that, that, Go, big, that big refrain but i think james is gonna write me up for it so i'm gonna just do it during the commercial do break. it just for the just for the because i'm free there it is that's all i got this is the ramsey show Do you listen to The Ramsey Show for motivation? You want to know what's even more motivating? Attending a Ramsey event, the ultimate motivational experience that's fully focused on helping you eliminate money stress. Join us for the Total Money Makeover Weekend on May 10th and 11th in Nashville and leave money stress at the door for good. Podcast listeners use the code 50OFF to save $50 on standard level tickets. Get yours at RamseySolutions.com 
slash events. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. I'm joined by Rachel Cruz, and we are here for you to talk to you about your money, your work, and your relationships. The phone number is 888-825-5225, 5225 Victoria is joining us now in Philadelphia. Victoria, how can we help? Hi. Um, I just had, I guess, a question um, and just wanted your opinion on me and my husband. We just bought a home. Okay. Tell us um, about it. So my husband... So my husband was in the military the last five years. So we lived on a military base and um, I own my own um, hair studio. So with living with no expenses with the military, we were able to save up quite a lot of money. So when we moved back home, our intent was to buy a home and not to rent. So we lived with my parents for just a month before we found um, a townhome in the area that we wanted to be in. Um, we kind of went into it knowing like it wouldn't be our forever home. It's just a small two bedroom, little town home. Um, but we didn't want to rent and not be able to save up another uh, significant amount of money as our down payment. Um, so we went through with buying it and now in my head, I'm like, will we ever be able to get out of it? It's not a forever home. How long should we stay in it? So not that I have like regret of buying it, but sometimes I wonder, should we have just waited to buy a forever home or was this a good move? All right, let's see what the the details give us here. So how much did you uh, put down? How much do you have left on the mortgage? Um, So the, it started or it started at 385 um, and we put 10% down and we also bought out the PMI. Okay. So So how much do you have I think we have about, uh, about 360 I believe 358 something like that and how long ago was um, this that you bought it oh uh, exactly a year ago in November of 2022 okay okay and besides it just not knowing it's not your forever home because forever homes Victoria honestly yeah it's kind of luck. a romanticization of this term but that rarely happens I mean some people do they buy their first home and they stay in it forever ever and ever but most people move two or three times right houses in their right. lifetime. Um, so mm-hmm. for you guys, I understand, yeah, not wanting to rent, especially when you have the money saved. So is the mortgage, how much is the mortgage compared to your income right now? Does it feel like a lot? Um, I feel like it felt like a lot coming from, you know, not having any bills. So our payment is 2700 a month. We have a 6.9% interest rate, so it's definitely not low. Um, all together with like all of our bills, we probably end up paying maybe $3,300 a month. Um, my husband alone brings in just about 7,500 himself per month. And then, um, I'm a, I'm a business owner. So now that it's, it's my first year owning my hair business in this state. So I bring up, I bring in about 12 grand a month, but you know, I have to pay 12 grand a month. Yeah, but she's paying. What's your take home? Yeah, but that's, well, that's the thing. It's different every month, but I would say maybe around seven, um, which is still really good. Listen, you guys have a 14, you got $14,000. Yeah, your your income. Take home. Yeah, you're you're fine. Your ratio of mortgage to your, to your income is great. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, y'all are fine, Victoria. I think I, I would. You're probably having a little buyer's remorse because it's probably just sticker shock. It's one of the largest purchases, probably the largest purchase you guys have ever made. Um, right. I think you were in a great... I mean, you guys had prime position to buy. Do you guys have consumer debt? Um, 
You mean any other debt? Yes, any other debt besides this mortgage? Um, just our two car payments, which I have, I think, 12000 on mine, and he has, I think his is in the 20s. Um, so it's not too, they're not too bad. How not much are the car payments, payments a month? Um, mine's three twenty five and his is four hundred. Good grief! I'd be more nervous about that. I know seven hundred dollars going to car payments. Do you guys have any money saved? Uh, yeah, I have about a hundred grand saved, and he has a, a, just around thirty. What? What? Okay. What? What? Uh, what? Okay. What is going on here? Hey, Victoria, you guys are great. I would <laughs> I would pay off your cars today. Yes. And no more of his savings and my savings. You guys together have a hundred and thirty. That y'all need to start looking at this. As a as a unit, right? That you guys together have one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Put it in the same account, the same high yield savings. You guys, mm-hmm. this is a together conversation you and your husband are having uh, or living right. out. Is yeah, together. This is what you guys have. You guys have one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Pay off your cars today, Victoria. You have a great savings. Okay. You're in a you're in a beyond perfect position. Yeah. You're great. I, can you're I ask perfect. you, Victoria? Have you seen another house? And you know your income. You've been really disciplined to save that kind of money. Is this because you see something else that you want? And you're like, Dad, it, I got my money wrapped up in this other thing. Is that what's going yeah, on? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Oh. So I'm 20. Me and my husband are both 23. So the oh. fact that we were able to save so much, I feel like at a somewhat young age, I'm like, did I no. not waste my no. money on this house? No, I have waited. No, and no, no. Okay, so now. All right, let me be big brother for a minute, okay? Let me tell you what you've done. Mm-hmm. You've been really, really smart, except for these car payments. And Rachel's right. Cut a check for $32,000 today. If I wrote it down right, 20 and 12, and you guys still have right at 100000 in savings, high-yield savings account, you guys are making money hand over fist. You just gave yourself a $700-plus month raise because yes. the car payments are gone. You know what I would do if I were you? And I'll let Rachel correct me here because she's the little sister, and believe me, she'll correct me. I would take the $700 a month that you've been in car payments and I'd put that towards the next house. After you've got your emergency fund, you're investing 15%, all of that should be, you walk in the baby's house. But I take that $700 and I go, that's, we're going to save up and we get through year number two of having that home so we don't take a capital gains hit. Mm-hmm. And then if right. you want to sell yeah. and you've got a down payment that you've saved up for with the rules that we give, Rachel, mm-hmm. I'd like to see them... Stay in the townhouse two or three more years. Don't be in a rush. You've got a great asset. Yes, exactly. Yeah, right. I would be okay with that, Victoria. Or putting the seven hundred towards the house, so you have built-in pay that equity. Off too, sure. And you have built-in equity, so you're building equity. So when you guys save, you have more equity in the house to use, right, right for the next house. They've got uh, so margin. Way, they got margin to do both. Yeah, my you're, point is, you're fine, Victoria. I look at fourteen thousand take home, and you said your your bills are. We're going to call. I think you said thirty three hundred or something. Just around that. My goodness. Yeah, you could be doing the baby steps, paying towards that. Yeah, you're doing plus great, Plus saving Victoria. a down payment. You did not do something. No, you did not do yes. something wasteful. This is it. You you, you did you're, it perfectly. You're doing great. Yep. You guys have a nice little Does that help you? Home. Does that help you like, okay, yeah, we're okay? it does make me feel better. Yeah, yeah. It does make me feel much better. Do you guys, um, do you see your, fa- like, do you guys want kids soon? Do you see that you want to move areas? Is there any of that no. that's kind of playing in? Okay. It's just, it's no, just, you just like really freaking out that you own space. something. Kind of. Yeah. Like no, we I have enough space for us too. It's just like a want to have more space and should we have waited to get exactly what we want? Listen, let me tell you, and Rachel's great at this. You said it. I'm going to remind you what's going on. You know, you can afford something bigger and better and, and you didn't get it. And you're going, you're trying to play armchair quarterback and go back and go, oh, but you can't do that. You guys are making more money now. And all this is, is, ah, ah. 
I'd like this. And on paper, financially, what we're making, we could make it. Well, we could we could get that house. And that's all you're dealing with. That's it. That's right. it. You didn't make a bad move, though. And you can upgrade down the line. Yeah. Be patient is wait the point. Wait a couple years. And 23. If you just, yeah. Yeah. Wait a couple years. You'll and, have and the upgrade sweet if house. you want. But, yeah. but you're good. And this would be a good season, too, Victoria, of practicing a level of contentment, right? Because mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. there is something in the sense that we, what we, even though we can do it financially, do we need it? And there's a little right. bit of that discipline in that. And I think that's what's hard. What we always like warn people when they have money saved and they go to the mortgage broker, the mortgage broker is automatically going to be like, no, but look at the house you could get. You could get this much of a, <laughs> so of a mortgage. True. And you're like, nope, right. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. So I think there's a level of practice of just, hey, you guys are really blessed. Yeah. You've worked really hard. You've been really smart. You're good. You don't, you don't need more space, even though mathematically right. you could, you don't need it. So Victoria, I would take this season and I would have sweet memories and a space that maybe feels a little tight to you guys, Love but it. it's a, but it's a good season of life. And then when you want to upgrade later on the line, you can, but you don't need to. What right? do you call these hands on Instagram? Oh, pra- oh, this means all done. With no, babies, sorry. What's with the, food. what's the little praise hands emoji? Praise hands. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I can't see it, Victoria. I had to have Rachel help me. She's better at the whole social than I am. That's what I'm doing right now. You guys are crushing praise it. Hands. So happy for you. <laughs> you. Praise hands. That's what that's called. Pra- that's what I call it. Praise hands emoji. <laughs> oh, I did it wrong because I, I started doing. I thought you were doing this. This is what uh, you It was do. a all little done. Beyonce it's a move. Sign language for all, all right. done. This is the Ramsey Show. Listen up. Trying to reach your money goals without a rock solid budget is like trying to climb Mount Everest in ice skates. It isn't going to work. That's why we built the Every Dollar app to help you win with money. It's the simplest, most straightforward way to track your spending and give every dollar a job. That way, you can stop letting your money push you around and start reaching those money goals. Download Every Dollar for free on the App Store or Google Play. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Rachel Cruz joins me. We're here to answer your questions about your money and your work and your relationship. 888-825-5225. 888-825-5225. Portland, Oregon is where we go next. Carson is there. Carson, how can we help? Hi. Um, I'm looking to start a fab shop with a friend of mine, and I'm just curious if that is something that I wouldn't have to take a commercial loan out for. Is that even smart? No. Um, I'm also... No. <laughs> I'm also... Uh, <laughs> Trying to go into a welding program, right. right? And that will also require me to take out student loans. Okay, but whoa. All right, hold on, is, hold on, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know, no, I want you to keep going, but I, I want to understand this. How much is the welding program going to cost? $28,000. And that is how long? How long before Ten you months get, program. How much? Ten? Uh, $28,000 for a 10-month program. Ten months. Okay. And... Um, what is the different? What are you going to do with that? Is that going to help you in the fab, the the fab shop, where you're fab, all that fabricating, or is this something separate? Um, no, it will help me. As in, because when we start the fabrication process, I'm going to be running all of the business, okay. but it's just going to be me and my buddy doing most of the welding, and I don't want him to be alone doing all the welding. Okay, is there another option than a twenty eight thousand dollar welding program? Well. I've kind of panicked when I heard that and I called you guys and I called my parents and uh, my dad has owns a business. He owns a body shop and has welders on his payroll. 
And he was looking at buying me a welder, actually, a TIG welder for Christmas and just buying the material myself. And I, I'm just thinking about it and I've talked it over with my friend who's the welder and according to him, I can learn how to weld all on my own. You can. And I don't need Mm. a piece of paper. You don't need it at all. So Carson, thank you for playing. I was walking you right into that (laughs) uh, because welding does not require any kind of licensing. Welding requires experience. You're surrounded by welders. Uh, Carson, please, 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 please do not take that program. Do not take it. You don't need it, number one. Number two, you can't afford it. And your dad no, is in an industry that's, you could sit down with any of those guys and watch well, and learn. And Let me also say this, just business 101, Carson. You get this business up and running and you need a second pair of hands. If you're not at that skill level yet, you can hire that out. There are plenty of welders out there and you build that into the cost of doing the work. So you having to take this course, is, is it's not a requirement. And I don't want you to take the loan out. Now, let's talk about the business itself. What do you think it's going to cost real capital to actually start this fabrication business? $300,000. What's the $300,000 go for? Talk me through that. Leasing leasing the building out okay. for a period of time, okay. however that may be. Um, mm-hmm. The welders in particular, the welding tools, TIG welding, the MIG welders, all of that, the gas. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to cost around $3,000 for the gas. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost around ten grand for all the welders. Mm-hmm. And it's going to cost... Mm, well, the welder salaries, that's that's the thing because there's per diem and then there's, you know, how much you're actually getting per hour. And I'm thinking, uh, well, I'd want somebody starting out at, at least 25 because I want somebody of right. skill. All right. And per diem, that, well, that's $100 a day or $75, $50 a day, depending sure. on the level of skill. Yep. So how I, old are you, Carson? Ooh, I don't have to call it. I'm 19 years old. Carson, this is great. So I'm, I'm going to challenge those numbers. But I like that you're already able to rattle off those answers. But you're 19. My advice to you is go work for a fabricator. Get the welding skill by getting paid to do it, working with your dad, working with friends of your dad. Get into this business, but have somebody else pay you. You're 19. Maybe you do it for four or five years. I'm not going to hold you to that. I don't want you. I don't want to hang that timeline on you. I'm giving you an example. But let's just say that you did it for four years. That puts you at 23, and you've been making really good money as a welder or in a fabrication shop, even if you're on the business side. Because I hear more of a business guy than a welder. So if I go to work for somebody who's winning in the car fabrication space and all that, and I get a master's degree in real-life experience while I'm getting paid, and I'm putting money away, and I'm I'm now going to take that new welding skill, and I'm going to make an extra fifty thousand dollars a year, and in four years I got two hundred grand. I'm trying to play right. this out for you that my friend, if in fact it's going to take you three hundred grand to eventually open up your own business, you are so young and so far ahead of the game with your vision and knowledge. Be patient because at twenty six you could start yes. that business cash, have zero risk. And be crushing it and be a multimillionaire. Carson, the amount of small business owners we talk to that are paying for companies that have closed eight years ago and they're still paying off the loan, it's not good. So remember this, move at the speed of cash. It's going to be slower. It's not going to be as exciting, but you're going to make way less mistakes and different decisions when you're using your money versus the banks. So no, please, at 19, 
don't go take out a student loan for $28,000. Please don't go take out a business loan with your friend for a yes. hundred grand. Don't, don't do, do the 300,000 loan. No, 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 none of that. I would not do any of that. Yeah. Take your time. You're very smart. You're going to start, the stuff is going to start to click and you're going to start to understand, oh my gosh, if I just stay in this and I'm patient and it's going to go by so fast, three years, it's like a blink. I yeah. mean, it, the so stuff, true. life goes by so fast, Carson. Take your time and you're going to freaking kill it. That's <laughs> you're right. going to do you know so well. Oh, yeah. And and it's going to be all yours. It's going to be all yours. So do not take the risk yep. of taking out that debt. Go Listen, one last thing on this to all young people like this. If you want to start a business in a certain field when you're this young, go work for somebody mm -hmm. who's crushing it in the field. The amount of knowledge and wisdom you're going to yes. get while getting paid oh, is yes. enormously valuable. And, and sometimes... You may get into the business and be like, oh, is this what this is? It's not all it's cracked up to be. It's not what I was very thinking. Good I mean, point. people do that a lot where they very good point. have this idea of something and then you go get it and you're like, ooh. What do you say, Rachel? Can we help Rebecca? Yeah, we'll go quick. Let's go. Rebecca in Minneapolis, how can we help? Hi. Um, I'm just calling because I'm going back to work um, next week. I just had my third baby, so maternity mm. leave is ending. Uh-oh. And daycare costs are going to be starting. Um, I already have one son in daycare, and we pay two twenty-five a week for him to be in there full time. And right now, with adding a baby, we're going to be up to four hundred twenty-five a week. Yeah, which seems pretty steep for our area. Um, I've kind of been looking around at rates and just for an in-home, it, it seems like a lot. Um, we've been with her for five years, and I just don't know if it's worth bringing up. You know, a conversation about like, well, what happened? Or I mean, pay. You mean living is crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, why? Because I had my daughter when my daughter and son went. I paid three sixty for them to be there uh, for full time. So mm -hmm. it jumped pretty significantly. Probably inflation. And I just don't. I don't know if it's worth the conversation, or is that just something that we got to stuck up for? two years um i think it's always worth a conversation i, I think um yeah i mean i think it's totally fair to talk to her and just say hey here's the numbers we had here's our situation is there any way you could do 400 or 37 or 390 or you know what i mean give her a price that's fair because like mm -hmm. you said her rent on the place may have gone up i mean there's there are these expenses i would assume she's not just Jack and the right, Jack the right. She may be, but there's also a lot of cost that goes yeah. into owning right a business. And so, I would offer her another mm -hmm. price and just see if she takes it. And if she doesn't, yeah, you guys are either it's going to be two years of dishing out uh, four twenty five a week for childcare. Find other options if you feel safe doing that, and or one of you guys wrestling with the idea of like, does one of you just stay home? Right? I mean, there's a point. Where childcare can be, it, it is, it's so expensive, it's so, so frustrating, it's so frustrating, but it can be so expensive that you have to equate, hey, is this worth the trade-off of what I'm actually bringing home in my other job? And is it making sense financially and for our family? So that's always a conversation, but I would have a conversation with her and, and offer her a different price and see if she takes it. Yeah, thank you for the call. Congrats on the new little one. I know, and this is a hard, I know going back so after the hard. third, oh. it's a lot, Rebecca. Oh boy. So I feel you. Don't move. More of your calls coming up. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Rachel Cruz joins me this hour. 
The phone number is 888-825-5225. Our scripture of the day comes from Galatians 6, verse 10. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. Our quote today comes from Theodore Roosevelt. It is hard to fail, but it is worse never to have tried to succeed. Always got a uh, that guy would have been a great locker room speech guy, you know. Would I'd love to see him give a pregame a talk? Coach. We got the president in here today. He's gonna fire. You got the Army Navy game coming this weekend. I could see him giving a talk there. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, there's your little known fact of the day. Nobody cares about the Army Navy game uh, coming up this weekend. It's a sad time for oh. me. All college football has ceased. I know until we get to New Year's. Yeah, it's a really tough time for me. There's be, a few weeks. Be thinking about me. It Thoughts and prayers for me on the weekend. I will. I'm sorry, Ken. Yeah, thank you. Mike is up in Cleveland, Ohio. Mike, how can we help? Yeah, hi guys. Nice to talk to you. Good um, to talk to you. So I had left a ten-year career in health and fitness uh, about two years ago, trying to get into like a new career space. Um, looking at like project management or some sort of leadership role Mm -hmm. uh, at the hospital I'm currently at. And my current role, it's a combination of a lot of different fields. I'm in virtual health coordinator and uh, it's part IT, customer service, vendor management, project management, tech support. Um, My question is I have an upcoming surgery in January where I'm going to be off for about six to eight weeks and I'll have a lot of free time. I'm just wondering what you would recommend I can do to extend expand my skills, my knowledge, um, and if there's any courses or certifications out there that I should be looking into. Yeah. So I love this question. I would get to the most practical things that will help you get where you want to go. So if you want to get into project management and or leadership, I would be focusing on those two things. So just off the top of my head, I'm going, all right, what leadership podcast am I going to be listening to? The Entree Leadership Podcast, a great podcast here from Ramsey Solutions. What leadership books? I can make recommendations on that. But I'm going to be really diving in. I've got this downtime, so I'm going to be reading, I'm going to be listening, and I'm going to be watching. And and so I would start there. But my question is, are you wanting to move into project management and then allow that to kind of set you up for some leadership roles? Which way do you really want to go? That's that's the part I'm still navigating, um, and I'm doing that with like my current um, my current supervisor. He meets with me once a month to kind of explore career options. I was in leadership in like the health and fitness industry, um, and I like that part. Um, and now I'm in my current role. I'm doing a little bit of project management. Um, so at this point, this is kind of where I've just kind of started to get my feet in the water and figure out more yeah. clearly what I want. Well, so for instance, we uh, at Ramsey Solutions, we did a, I partnered with our Ramsey Education Department uh, about a year and a half ago, and we came out with a project management course. Um, and so taking a course like that, if, you, if you're not, if you haven't done anything more than just kind of, I stepped into, I'm dabbling in project management in my current role, a project management certification would be a great thing to do in that six to eight week period. Um, and again, kick the tires on what we've got. I'll have Austin connect you to, to our team on that. You can see if you want to use that or not, but it's a, it's a really good course. But absolutely, if, if project management is something you're interested in, I would do some research on several courses, like, like you would a college course. I'd go, do I really want to spend the money and the time to take it? And I think that's the answer. I'd talk to some more people who are in project management. This is why I wrote the book, The Proximity Principle. It was largely, look, if I want to do something, I want to get around people that are doing it and, and get an idea of the good, the bad, the ugly. And, and so before you make any of these decisions on what to do, let's do a little bit of research. And I think your heart's always going to say, you know, it's either that X from Family Feud, the, you know, or the ding, ding, ding. 
and and looking into something and and talking to people who do it that's when the heart comes in and goes oh eh, i don't actually want to mm-hmm. do that and you've been in leadership before it was just a different industry so yeah. if you loved leadership before my guess is you're going to love it again and if project management somehow gives you a little bit more skill and experience to expand your leadership role and you like the idea of it, then I'd go with it. But that's that's my advice. I want to keep it really simple. Rachel? Yeah, and I think, you know, Ken's advice of sitting down with people that are doing it, I think is one of the smartest things because you can kind of have this broad idea and talk to many different people in different lanes of this and yeah. in different industries. And you really will start to weed out. My husband, Winston, just did this. Uh, a few months ago and he was like it was so funny because you kind of have one picture in your head mm-hmm. and then you kind of okay that was that was good information from there okay i got that that i mean probably four or five different meals lunches and then another opportunity pops up and he's like oh now i really know that's exactly what i want to do there because that's of the, you know great it's, example. it's all of it so yeah. go and and have lunch with people talk with them in all these industries and people are happy to share their experiences and what they know the good the bad um, but I think that that's one of the best resources you can do. And, and I think it is so helpful just to weed down. Okay. This is it. This is really what I, what I've realized I loved. Yeah, absolutely. So Mike, where you're standing right now, I mean, what is that five, seven, 10 year, not holding you to this? What would you like to be doing? Yeah. And that's, that's something I've talked about with my, my boss and, uh, it, it just coming from such a different space. It's, it's hard, but I, I know one of the pieces of the puzzle is like the current hospital I'm at. I would love to stay there long term, and then um, I, I do want to get back into leadership. Yeah. It's just I don't know, um, you know, which area of the hospital I would want to fall into. Well, then, as Rachel just said, that's what you're starting to do. You're in. Mm-hmm you need to be setting up meetings with people in all those different departments of the hospital, whatever that looks like and get an idea where you want to land. That's the good news. You're already in the door. And, Mm -hmm. um, and then, so if you want to be in the leadership role, I would just be using that downtime to just fill yourself up with knowledge, but then get some real wisdom. Like Rachel said, from real people who are leading in the hospital industry, Mm -hmm. whatever that's like, that's a very nuanced world. Very yeah. different than probably what you're used to. But the leadership side is still the same. That's going to change. You care for people. You love coaching people. You love serving people. You've got great experience there. All this other stuff is now is just like, what's that sandbox I want to play in? And I thought Rachel's advice was great. And uh, by the way, most people are afraid to do that, Rachel. They're afraid mm. to just go, hey, can I take you to lunch? Can I buy you? By the way, everybody loves to get a free lunch. Yes. And a free coffee. And the only thing people love more than a free lunch or a free coffee is... Talking about themselves. Yes. That's what you're going to say. <laughs> yes. Like, I mean, this is a no-brainer. Hey, uh, hey, Rob, can I take you out for lunch? My treat. I want to pick your brain on what you think about... It doesn't even matter what you say after that. Yeah. He's gonna be, Rob's going to be like, yeah, I'm in, man. Absolutely. Sure. Give me a sub and a Diet Coke <laughs> and I'll... Give a, you what you need. A sub and a oh, diet coke. All of a sudden, we're at Subway. Rob is dispensing Jersey wisdom. Mike's. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Better call there. But isn't that true, though? Yes. Well, and it's and it's having the real life. It's just like the the young guy we talked to last segment about the welding. There is something about just real life experience, and I think that's one thing. You know, I know about the education system. You have all your your thoughts and stuff on, and I'm like, and that is one missing piece. It's not the real world. You can take as many yeah. classes on something, but when something is just in a formulaic way or in your head, what you've made it up to be, it may not all be accurate. 
until you're really in the nuts and bolts of life and asking people's experiences and understanding with the filter, right, that they're bringing their own stuff to the conversation. So, right, it's, but it's, but you're getting a picture of, okay, this is kind of what this looks like, expectations. Uh, and even, I mean, even for him in a great way, it's like that specific hospital and you know, you're going to learn the culture of that place. You're going to, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of things you'll be able to yeah. pick up nuances within that in within those conversations with people that is very helpful too, yeah. uh, to be on your side as you start this leadership track. So a couple of little practical great. questions coming off this call for a lot of you that are out there wondering, even on a side hustle, do I launch it? Let me give you a couple quick questions based on what Rachel and I've been talking about. Do I want to do it? Does my heart get excited about the idea of doing I want to? Now you got to follow up with, can I do it? Do I have the core talent that with training and experience that I could pull it off? And then how, right? So how, meaning it's the best way. By the way, there's always multiple paths up a mountain. Yep. And so that everything we've just described is going to answer those three questions. And if you do that, guess what happens? You've got yourself a really good plan that's not very risky. Because you know what you're getting into. It isn't just I'm walking blind trying to hope Mm -hmm. that it works out. So there you go. Rachel Cruz, absolutely fun show today. Thank you, my friend. Uh, By the way, she was telling me she's on the Instagram and she's putting out these these great things, great advice all the time. So check her out on the gram at Rachel Cruz. She's dropping the wisdom bombs. Go check her out. I'm at Ken Coleman. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, I'm Rachel. And I'm George. And you've probably heard our voices before on The Ramsey Show. And do we have a surprise for you? Yep, we have our very own show, Smart Money Happy Hour, where we talk about pop culture, current events, and of course, money. George, it's a great show. And what else do we talk about? So much, Rachel. Not enough, and yet too much. We talk about (laughs) guilt tipping, because tipping is out of control, and I won't stand for it anymore, which is why I'm sitting. I'm glad you're taking such a stand. And we also talk about something else I'm passionate about, Disney adults. Oh, George. Why is it a thing? Listen, some adults still find the magic. Sure. We also talk about toxic money traits and girl math. And if you don't know what those are, you have to listen to the podcast. Yeah, there's a lot there, you guys. It's pretty fun. We keep you relevant is what I'm trying to say. We help you out. So pull up a chair to the happy hour you wish your friends were having. We promise you won't regret it. And if you don't have friends, we'll be your friends. We will. We're great friends. So make sure to check it out on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or the Ramsey Network app.